And we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank you for joining me tonight. We got a whole lot going on all over the internet, all over mainstream media, social media, everywhere, and I don't know where to start. First of all, thank you all for joining. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet, and I couldn't do it without you. We got to talk about Kanye West and Candace Owens wearing White Lives Matter shirts and breaking the internet apart. I mean, you're talking about think pieces, people condemning them, death threats, all types of stuff. Over a t-shirt. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Also, the woman king. Oh, we got to talk about that. That that seems to be very controversial. But we got to talk about it. You know, I actually watched the movie. I went to the theater, watched it, and my take is different from a lot of guys who probably didn't watch it. We'll talk about that in a minute. Also, we're going to talk about um, this super cringe song. What's it called? Um, I, I, the, the voting song for the midterms. Ridiculous song. But this particular company, this dating app company, and whoever is behind them have had other cringe songs. Like, the um, what, what was that song? Juvenile had Vax That Thing Up. We'll talk about the LGBTQ elemental P movie called Bros flopping, the girls being banned from their own locker room, and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. If you enjoy what you are hearing thus far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. We got a whole lot going on. First and foremost, this is a podcast you're listening to right now. And it'll be available on your favorite audio streaming platforms, whether that be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, etc. Links for that will be in the description. Or just go to your favorite audio streaming platform and search ABL Live. I should pop right on up. Also, it'll be available on your favorite platform at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. So today's Wednesday, October the 5th, 2022. It'll be available tomorrow, October the 6th. Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So check it out over there. And the audio-only version of this podcast is 100% free. Okay, you don't pay no money. Just come through support, and I appreciate you for that. Also, shout out to my sponsors, of course, because I couldn't do it without them as well. We have my particular websites. My main website, you should visit anthonyblogan.com. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B, L-O-G-A-N.com. You can go there and find articles for each video that I produce. So whenever I post anything, I always cite my sources. I don't just, you know, throw it out there like you're supposed to know it or that it's just information you should have. And if you don't, where are you at? Go to the website, anthonyblogan.com, cite my sources, fact check me, see if I'm wrong. You can also go to my contact page, anthonyblogan.com forward slash contact you can find my email address, my snail mail address, so you can send me things in the P.O. box. You can also find my Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I have a TikTok as well. I got to have it so don't nobody else get it. I don't really post on there because China, but I may have to eventually. But again, anthonyblogan.com forward slash contact. Y'all check me out there. Also, go to the merch website, ablmerch.com. That is ABL. M-E-R-C-H dot C-O-M. Again, A-B-L-M-E-R-C-H dot C-O-M. And of course, the links will always be in the description. And what else we got going on? Oh, of course, my other websites. 
You have bhedesigns.com. That is bhedesigns.com. To make the beautiful handmade wooden flags that are right behind me, their link will be in the description. And also patriotpost.us, one of the best sources for news and information anywhere on the internets. They will be also in the box. If you're listening to me on the audio-only version, there should be some kind of description description area somewhere and click right there for the links. And if worse come to worse and you can't remember all the links, just go to my website, just search my name. You know who I am. Just search my name, Anthony B. Logan. Uh, go to the YouTube page, ABL. You'll find my website very easily. Now, we got quite a few things going on that I want to address. I don't really know where to begin. I think I'm going to start with, um, let's start with, the girls being banned from their own locker room. Now, this story was crazy, 100% lunacy, and it's something that I think we all predicted, right? I think we all predicted this kind of thing may happen because of what's going on right now in society. So girls at a high school, and I think it was Vermont, they were banned from the locker room completely. Like the whole team except for one quote-unquote special girl. We'll talk about that person in a minute. But the entire team, except for one person, was banned from the locker room, not just during volleyball, but period. So let's say they got gym class, can't go to the locker room. Just volleyball, they cannot go to the locker room because of this whole situation. Now, here's what happened. A quote-unquote trans girl joined the team. And before I get too far into it, let's go ahead and watch some video. You guys know I love putting up videos, and I got quite a few videos for you guys today. I got more Joe Biden um, and his ever-so-slow descent into um, six feet under. You know what I'm talking about? No threat. I know the federalists are watching, so no threat to the president. Please don't misunderstand me. But, I mean, good grief. Like, if I'm uh, Thanos, right, and I do my snap, and then I see people just fading into dust right before me. Can I not observe that? It's like, all right, sir, you're, you're crumbling into bits of just dark matter. How can I not observe that and comment on it? I'm not threatening you. I'm just saying you are losing a few crumbles every few seconds. Your, your, your skin and the bones and whatnot is crumbling into dust. All right. Before you know what you're going to be, the Sahara desert It's going to be a mess. But anyway, so high school girls being banned from a locker room in Vermont um, let's play this right here. This is just a, a an abridged version of it. Shout out to Twitter. Oh, also, speaking about Twitter, I'll be remiss if I fail to mention that Elon Musk has allegedly agreed to purchase Twitter for, I think, $44 billion. I know I'm jumping around, so y'all please bear with me. I'm going to get right back to the girls in the locker room. So, um... It's not necessarily done all the way. We know how that works. They'll say the deal is done and it's not done. So, yeah, I'm seeing CNN talking about, oh, it's not a done deal yet. It's not quite finished. But he may purchase Twitter for, I think, $44 billion. And I think the price per share is $54.20. $54.20 per share at $44 billion. So that's just a side note about Twitter. I may do a video on that, perhaps, if it makes sense to do it. But to get right back to Twitter.com, where I was. Oh, and also, one more thing about the whole thing about Twitter before I get to this video. People are asking, hey, since Elon Musk will probably buy Twitter, does Trump come back? I don't think so, because Trump now has Truth Social. 
So if Trump comes back, he has to abandon True Social because what's the purpose of True Social if Trump's not there? Because that was the whole point, right? We're going to have Truth Social. We're going to be the Twitter alternative. We're going to be a different platform. It's a Twitter clone, so it doesn't have anything that's special about it aside from not being Twitter. So if Trump goes back to Twitter, there's no need for Truth Social. And they're banning Truth Social off of the Google Play Store, Apple iTunes, and all at the Apple App Store. They're banning it off of those stores. So if you're having a hard time being able to get Truth Social and Trump's not there anymore because he goes to Twitter or you're also able to see him on Twitter, there is zero incentive to go to True Social. Who am I going to find over there that I can't find on Twitter if Trump goes back to Twitter? But I digress. So here is what I was talking about. The girls being banned from the girls' locker room. Um, this, this is nuts, but it's 2022. You have to expect it. Let's roll the clip sports and use whatever locker room corresponds with their gender. But some members of the Randolph girls volleyball team say that they object to having one of their transgender teammates use be in the room while they change. I spoke to one of the girls. It's a huge thing. Everyone's asking like, so why aren't you allowed in the locker room? Like high school student Blake Ellen and her teammates are currently barred from using the locker room after some of the girls on the team objected to allowing a transgender player in the girls locker room. My mom wants me to do this interview to try to make a change. Allen says the dispute started when the trans student made an inappropriate comment while members of the volleyball team were getting changed. She says her issue is not with having the trans student on the team or at school, but specifically in the sports and use whatever locker room. So yeah, that was in the bridge version of it. You saw the young lady, you know, very brave to go on television to talk about this because you know how they want to try to dox you on the left. They want to try to cancel you and attack you for simply having common sense. Now, these are high school girls who do not want a boy in a locker room because that's what he is. He's a biological XY boy who identifies as female. Now, look, sir, you can identify as whatever you want. You can identify as a Cabbage Patch doll. You can identify as a Bride of Chucky. You can identify as Freddy from a Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, whatever kind of Halloween. You can, you can identify as whatever you want. Toad from Mario, Princess Peach, Mario himself, Luigi, Bowser, the whole... You can, you can identify as every character from every video game in the world. That's your business to do that. But guess what? You cannot infringe upon the rights of others. But in Vermont, where this is, I think the law says you must accommodate trans people in the locker room and or bathroom of their own choice. But you're not going to be able to make everyone feel comfortable with that. It doesn't matter what the law says. It doesn't matter that they're accommodated, these girls are not feeling comfortable, especially after this person said something inappropriate. Because imagine, what if the person is just trolling and is not really LGBT at all? It's just a regular heterosexual dude that wants to have access to girls in high school. Imagine that. I imagine a 15 and 16-year-old boy wanting to be in a girl's locker room and watch them undress and stuff like that. Imagine that. Did anybody ever think that could happen? That somebody, some big brain genius in high school may think about doing something like that. I mean, come on. This is why we have girls' locker rooms, boys' locker rooms, girls' bathrooms, boys' bathrooms. And even into adulthood, when you go to Hartsfield-Jackson Airport in Atlanta or wherever you go, you have men's restrooms and women's restrooms. It, this, this is just basic humanity. It ain't really nothing else to it. When you disrupt that, you're going to have problems. You're going to have serious problems, and here we are today. 
So the solution from the school was to ban these girls from their own locker room. You're banning the girls from the girls' locker room because they didn't want to be in there with the transgender person. Now, the girls are able to change, but they got to go into a single-stall bathroom. Like, you know, one of those um, nurses' office. You know what I'm talking about, nurses' office. It'd be a nurse's office bathroom. You go in there, so it's just one stall, and that's it. There's not a locker room where you can have all the girls change at once because that's been shut down due to the trans person. So rather than having all the girls change at once, and you might be able to take 10 minutes, 5 minutes, whatever to change, now you got to have each girl go in there individually. The process takes longer. It's more of a cramped environment. It doesn't make any sense. Why do that when you already have a locker room set up for the girls. It's, it's, it's silly. But that's what's going on. Exactly, Daniel Orr. It's every 16-year-old boy's dream. So if there's a loophole to say, hey, if you identify as transgender, you could go to the girls' locker room. Some some boys are going to try this. All right, you can, go on a, you can go on a girls' volleyball team and dominate. You could be spiking and setting all the shots, and you could be, you could be um, the Michael Jordan of volleyball on the high school team. And you get to have access to all these girls in, un, in states of undress. I mean, it's, it's so silly to even think. In 2022, we shouldn't even be talking about stuff like this. You know, when I was a youngin, in the future, which is right now, I thought there'd be flying cars. I thought we'd be much more advanced in society. Now, we got a lot of technology. We got all these smartphones and computers and everything and the live stream and the fast internet. That's, that's great. But we're taking a few steps back when it comes to just common sense and being able to interact with each other as human beings. We're taking a few steps back when it comes to that, for sure. And this situation here is a prime example of that. Now, shout out to the parents who are fighting back. Uh, I've seen a story, you know, this whole thing about Drag Queen Storytime. I don't know how that just kind of blew up out of out of nowhere. It just came out of nowhere. Um. So drag queen story time is a thing where a lot of children are being brought to. And again, I don't really understand how that happened because how did drags, how did drag shows become entertainment for children? I thought that was only adult entertainment. It's like a strip club. It's the same thing. I don't think little kids should be at a strip club, right? I, I, I don't think I should be going on, but now in, two, in 2022, not only are little kids at these basically strip clubs because they're LGBT, they're also involved with it on stage, getting tips. I, I saw that one boy. I was like, what? How can this be? Um, the boy was literally on stage prancing around in drag type clothing, revealing stuff, 10 years old, getting tips. I'm like, how is this legal? Every adult in here needs to get sent up under the penitentiary Big rocks, little rocks, maybe even the rope, the chair, whatever. Uh, dead, dead serious, because how is that okay? In in any by any um, stretch of the imagination, how is that okay? It's not okay. But I, I digress. I want to find this particular um, suite that was uh, from a, a parent teacher conference or something like that, a city council meeting. I think it might have been a school board meeting, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah. So this is from a high school in Ankeny, Iowa. I'm not pronouncing that incorrectly, I don't think. A-N-K-E-N-Y, Iowa. So I, always, I was of the thought process 
at least up until the past couple of um, months, that the drag queen story time thing was relegated to big cities. It's everywhere USA, conservative areas, liberal areas, everywhere USA. It takes the parents to fight back against it and to not allow it to be in a particular town, to not be in a particular city. Not only the parents, but the lawmakers. Um, I think I saw something from Florida where they are, you know, passing laws against this kind of stuff. You, you got to have this all over the country be a thing that is not permitted. Now, here's a, the picture I wanted to show you with a, a story that goes with it. The caption says, a high school in Ankeny, Iowa, held an after-school drag performance for students. In response, a mother in the district named Kimberly Rakes showed up to school to a school board meeting dressed in the outfit that the drag performer wore in front of students. And here is the outfit right here. Let me see if I can just pull that. So, yeah. And you can see the mom right there on the right-hand side in the black with the um, button on. And then another mom is holding the, um, a sign. And I read the sign right here. And the sign has some gross pictures on it. Um, they're they're kind of like, I guess we say PG-13. Nothing is showing this like nudity. But there's some blood going on or simulated blood. And the caption on the sign says, is it appropriate, all caps underscore, is it appropriate for an exotic dancer to sexualize the children in their public schools? And then I said, this is satanic. Yeah, very satanic. And this kind of stuff, this, this appears to be pictures from the actual event. And the person is bent over. This is a male dressed as a woman, right? And this kind of outfit right here, this little leotard-type gymnastics outfit, okay? Boots and everything, right? You got a, a, a whole male doing this. Now, ex explain the purpose. Anybody, please, because maybe I'm just LGBT-phobic. Maybe I'm queer-phobic, trans-phobic, or whatever. Maybe I'm drag-phobic. Maybe I'm just an ignorant um, knuckle-dragon dude. Maybe that's just me. But I want someone to explain to me why this is necessary or appropriate for kids to see in school. In public school, now, we're talking about K through 12. We ain't talking about post-grad. We ain't talking about fully grown up. We're talking about kids that are seeing that kind of stuff. So shout out to the mom for bringing it to their attention and getting this in on a national level. And, you know, the funny part is that when she's at, when she's at this meeting, People at the school board or whatever may think that she is uh, she's dressed inappropriately or whatever, whatever. But how was she dressed inappropriately? She's wearing exactly what the guy had on that went to the um, that that was at the drag queen story time in front of children. So hold on. How was it inappropriate at all? It's crazy. All right, I had to put this on here. But if you like what you're hearing so far, y'all please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. I'd appreciate it a whole, whole lot. And I thank y'all again. But yeah, we got quite a few videos on deck. We got quite a few things we're going to show. Um, of course, we got Biden descending further into madness. <laughs> we're we're going to definitely show that in just a few here. But what's the next thing I want to get to? There's, there's a lot I want to talk about. The Woman King. Let's talk about the Woman King right now. I want to get to it. You know, I was going to kind of hold it into a little bit later, but let's go ahead and get into it right now. So, The Woman King. Um, this is a movie 
starring Viola Davis and John Boyega. Now, John Boyega, you may know from, what was that, Star Wars? He was in Star Wars, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that was very controversial as well because he's a black character and there's all kind of stuff surrounding that. There was a ad in China where they had minimized him on it. It was, it was a lot. It was a whole lot dealing with that situation. But John Boyega's in it, and who else Who else did I say was in it? I forget her name. I can think about her face, but I can't remember her name. Viola Davis. Viola Davis is most recently most known for her role on How to Get Away with Murder. It was on ABC, one of those Shonda Rhyme shows. So she's been in quite a few movies over the years. She's an older actress, somebody who I wouldn't think would be starring in an action movie, but watching the movie made a lot of sense after seeing the trailers and being kind of confused, if you understand what I'm saying. So the trailer to the woman King makes you think a thing that is not shown in the movie. Now in the trailer, you would think that this group of warrior elite women were fighting white colonists against slavery. That's what the trailer makes you think because they show um, a bunch of the fight scene that was at the very end. Let me put it to you this way. Okay, the Woman King was about two hours and change long, about about two hours and 15 minutes long. Now, throughout the entire two hours, 15 minutes, there might have been five minutes of them fighting the Europeans. And if that, at the very end, at the very end, they were fighting the Europeans, but they weren't, even, they weren't fighting the European army. They were just fighting slave traders who were right there at the time, it wasn't like the Europeans came to fight them in battle. So the trailer was very misleading. The trailer, if you just watched the trailer and then you read some opinion, you could easily misconstrue what the movie was about because it didn't, it didn't give you the full thing. This is why I kind of held my opinion about it until I went to go see it. Because sometimes what you see in the promotional material, what you see in the trailer, what you hear is not necessarily the case. So here's, here it goes. So, in the Woman King, first of all, that name was also misleading. You would think that she was the king and of the of the empire of the tribe, and throughout the entire movie, she did not become "quote unquote" Woman King until the very end. There was an actual king in the movie, a male by the name of King Gezo. Okay, played by John Boyega. Now, King Gezo had about eight wives, all beautiful women, all this and that, and the third. All right, and. Um, Viola Davis was like the general of the army. Basically, she was not like the, the, the top fighter or nothing like that. She was the one that made sure everybody followed her orders. So you got the king, the male King Gezo. And then you have the general of the army. That, that was Viola Davis. I, I forget her name in the movie, but that was her. She was not the king and she was not the chief fighter. There was basically an army of these women that were trained to fight and defend their particular kingdom, right? So that's what it was. All right. Now, the whole thing throughout the movie. Now, was it a good movie? It was. I thought I enjoyed it. I liked it. Um, was it an Oscar-worthy movie? No, because when I, when I think about good movie, this is a good movie to me. I'm thinking about how was it filmed? Did it kind of throw me for a loop? And was I surprised at all? Maybe I've seen too many movies. I don't know, but. At a certain point, I was kind of able to predict what was going to happen and whatnot, but cinematography was great. 
The soundtrack was great. The acting was cool. It, it was good. You know, some of the actors were kind of a little shaky. I'll I tell you what, they were a little shaky. But overall, it was a good performance. It was believable. And it made sense. It wasn't, it wasn't woke at all. I didn't get the wokeness. The only thing that could be considered woke was that they had an LGBT character in there for no reason. No reason at all. There was an LGBT, LGBT character who was like a eunuch, just random dude dressing feminine and looking feminine, bald head dude, like my hairstyle, right? And he didn't really talk to the king at all, except for like one line. The king was like, pardon me, my friend. That was all he said to the dude that was like a woman. But the 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 feminine dude talked to the Agoje, which was the warriors, and also to like the king's wives. And that was pretty much it. I don't know what his purpose was other than just being an LGBT character in the movie just for uh, check marks, like a affirmative action type situation. That's what that was. Um, people said that it was like anti-black male, not necessarily. Um, it, you could say that, but I don't really think that. I think overall it told a really good story, and it was it was more honest than most movies are. Put it to you this way. Um, have you ever seen Roots, Alex Haley Roots with um, LeVar Burton, Kuta Kente? That right there was complete fiction. Complete, well, I won't say complete fiction. Slavery happened. Yeah, slavery did happen. Okay, that's that's the true part. But the, the craziest part of, um, the, 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 the craziest part of, Roots at the beginning of Roots, where they were throwing nets on people. But it were, you, had, you had white guys running in the jungle throwing nets on people, on human beings, like, 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 like they were fish or something. It's like, really? Nets? No, no, no. The actual way slavery happened was depicted very well in The Woman King. It was, it was accurate. It was spot on. Although The Woman King is not a documentary, and it's not meant to be totally accurate, the way they showed that was dead on. To make a long story short, there was and always has been conflict between people that are close to each other. Okay. Um, intra-tribal conflict. Um, sometimes, you know, inter and intra-tribal conflict. You got conflict between the, the Daome kingdom, which was what the movie was on. The Daome kingdom, the Oyo kingdom. They were fighting each other. And as a result of the fighting between them and their kind of like, um, I guess we say agreement they got with each other. As a result of all the fighting and the agreement they got with each other, there was slavery happening in between each other. And then many of the slaves, most of the slaves would get sold to the Europeans. So here's how it would go. The Oyo come, they fight the Dahomey. After whoever wins, whoever loses, the losers get put into a cage right on the beach. The Europeans pull up in the boat, and get them right there. That's how that works. The Europeans were not going into the interior of the continent and grabbing slaves. So they showed that very well in this movie. They also showed the collaborators. They had the um, the other nation's king. They had him talking right next to the Europeans. Like, like it's a slave auction, right? The African king is right there next to the European guy uh, con con conducting the slave auction. That's how it showed it, and that was very accurate. That was that was spot on. And it was for stuff like guns and mirrors and whatnot. And then at a certain point, they were trying to change the palm oil. And um because they they did 
show how the Dahomey kingdom were involved in the slave trade as well as the neighboring tribes. They were all involved in the slave trade and they were trying to get beyond that because they said it was wearing us down. It's like we keep killing each other and selling each other. How about we do something else? That was a suggestion from the Agoje. But the king was just like, you know, I'm just trying to make money. Is it, is, is, is it going to make sense? I don't want to do that. That was pretty close to reality from King Gezo and what he was really about. Now, some are going to say, hey, ABL, well, they got beat by the French in one hour. So why are they showing them as like this uh, undefeatable force? Well, this film was set in the year 1820. The French battle didn't happen until 1894. Okay, so you're talking about two different times in history. The French were not even in this movie. The Portuguese were in this movie. You had the British, Portuguese, and French mostly in that part of West Africa. In this film, the Portuguese were there. But the Portuguese did not really play a major factor. If you see the trailer, it looks like it played a major factor, but it didn't. The trailer just has them in there because they want you to think it's about them fighting the white man. But in reality, it was about them fighting the black man. It was black on black violence happening in the movie. The Europeans come at the, at, at the very end to get the slaves that are right there, ready for them on the beach. That's what happened. So, yeah. Um, overall, I thought the movie was pretty good. Um, was it an Oscar-worthy film? I don't know about being Oscar-worthy. I think that overall was good. Um, the king, no, no, no. The king was at the right time in history. So, um, King Gezo was around in 1820. That's accurate. You're thinking about the battle with the French. That happened later. But the French battle was not depicted in this movie. They were not even in the movie. It was a Portuguese at the very end. Most of the movie was about the, the Dow made themselves, the interpersonal things, uh, families, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And the, the issues with Africans dealing with other Africans, that was 90% of the movie. 5% was the Europeans and the other 5% was LGBT and other little woke stuff that was kind of in there a little bit, but not really. The majority of the film was the African or African um, battles that made the slave trade prosper. Without the African or African battles, there would be no slave trade because there'd be no slaves to trade because a European cannot just go into the interior of the continent and just take people. That's not what happened at all. So, yeah, what I would say to anybody that has an opinion about it, that's kind of questionable. Just go watch it. If you got time, just go watch it. Take two hours. Just go watch it. That's what I did. I was like, forget it, you know. I'm going to go ahead and go watch it and see what's going on with it because I can't make an opinion until I see it for myself. I got to actually see the film to give a review and to give my point of view. But it was pretty good overall. Like I said, it was some points that are pretty predictable. I knew what was going to happen. The, the fight scenes were good. Um, a lot of things that I saw people talking about that were not shown in the film as far as accuracy were shown in the film. I watched, what's my man's name? Dave Cullen. I watched him. And he was talking about what well, it didn't show how they were very barbaric and burn villages to the ground. Yes, they did show that. They showed a scene where they burn an entire village to the ground of the opposing tribe. And then they were chopping heads off and like putting them in bags. So as part of the tribute to the other um, tribe, the bigger tribe, they had to give food and stuff like that. But rather than food, they had a bag full of severed heads. And in the actual 
that would make Kingdom. They had heads on stakes. Then there was a part of the movie where they did a blood, um, I forget what it's called, a blood ritual. So they would cut themselves, bleed into a skull. I think, I think they drank the blood or something like that. But I know they were cutting themselves and put the blood into the skulls. It was like a whole mountain of skulls where the blood was poured, poured on. So, yes, they showed, they showed the barbarism. They showed, they showed the brutality. They showed the slave trade. They showed the black on black, the African or African stuff. The white man was a very small piece of the movie. But by the trailer, it looks like they, he's a big piece of the movie, but he wasn't. So it's all good. Yeah, just go watch it. Just go check it out. You might not like it, and that's fine. But just be curious if you're curious. Check it out for yourself and make your own mind up. Now, the lead actress, but see, the thing is, Viola Davis was not, again, it's the trailer and the movie poster. Viola Davis was not the main person in there beating people up. Okay, there was a whole army. Again, she was a general. So you're not going to see the general out there necessarily on the front line all the time. Maybe, but maybe not. You're going to have the other people in the tribe and the men go out there and fight as one. It wasn't like she was like uh, Captain America, Captain Wakanda or nothing like that. No, she was not Black Panther as like this super elite, powerful person that can fly. No, no, no. She was a general. So she was directing the people to go out there and fight. She was training the young girls to go out there and fight. She was not the main person. And she looked kind of raggedy. As a matter of fact, one of the other main characters in the movie who was like a real young girl, she was like, like, like an old woman right now. You know, you're not nobody. You're like, like an old woman. You ain't nobody special. She said that to Viola Davis right in the movie. So it wasn't like that. Again, you got to watch it. So it wasn't woke. I was surprised. I thought it was going to be woke. I thought it was going to be, you know, they were fighting the white man, all this, that, and the third, but that wasn't the case. It was very accurate. Not totally accurate. It's a movie. It's not a documentary. It's like 300. <laughs> Somebody told me that 300 was accurate. It's like, okay, was King Xerxes 15 foot tall in real life? Okay, was there a big pit that somebody got kicked into and they said, this is Sparta. Did that happen for real? Is is that what happened? How about a Titanic at the very end with the whole plywood kerfuffle? Was that realistic? Did that happen? I mean, come on. It's a thing called creative license because we're dealing with movies. We ain't dealing with documentary. We're not dealing with you know, found footage of actual things that were going on. It, it's not like that. It's a film. So, yeah, that's that's kind of what it was. Um, But, yeah. Oh, and speaking of movies, um, so Bros flopped. So Bros, I had, <laughs> I'm not going to watch Bros. I'm cool on that. Um, Shout out to, and I want to get her name right, I think her name is Chrissy Mayer, M-A-Y-R. Shout out to her. She actually watched the film and did a review. And she said that it was basically like some LGBT. It's, I can't really say what it was without being too graphic. Basically, this was something you would see on the X-rated website. You know, it, it, it was an X-rated website, and that's kind of what you would see there. Basically, put it to you like this. High-risk monkeypox activity. That was bros. Now, this dude went on, Billy Eichner, this dude went on Twitter talking about, oh, well, uh, we saw bros before a packed house in L.A. 
People were laughing and crying and everything else. But, you know, it didn't do very well because too many straight people don't want to go and see this movie. So if you're not a homophobe or a queerphobe or anything like that, go out and watch Bros. You'll enjoy it. But maybe I don't want to see some LGBT hypersexualized stuff. Maybe I don't want to see high-risk monkeypox activity. Maybe I don't want to see four buffed-up dudes in the room having, you know what I'm saying, doing whatever they do to each other. Maybe I don't want to see that. Maybe that's not my cup of tea. You know, maybe I just... <laughs> maybe I don't want to see softcore pornography on the, on the movie screen. And it was crazy. And here, here's a red flag, though. So Billy Eichner said that a theater complains universal about the trailer because it was too graphic, too much LGBT, too much gay content in the trailer. So that right there tells you that the trailer is not appropriate. So if you got your kids in the theater to watch some PG movie, some Marvel action type superhero film, if they're in there for that, and all of a sudden you get these four buffed up uh, dude bros, 25 years old, you know, huffing and gruffing, beards touching. It's like, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold the phone. I did not come here for that. I did not sign up for that. I got little kids. They're like, daddy, daddy, what's what's that guy doing to the other guy? You're in a weird situation. You're going to be in a tough spot to try and explain what's happening right there on the screen. So maybe it's best to not have that shown. Maybe it's best to not go see the film if they're going to do stuff like that. So maybe the movie flopped because it was just gratuitous or and or the plot was not good and or there was no marketing. I had no idea that there was even a, a film called Bros at all. I saw no marketing for it. You know, I'm in the South. Maybe they don't want to have softcore gay porn on TV. But then again, I don't watch TV that much. But still, maybe they don't want to have stuff like that shown to people over where I live. If you're living in San Fran, of course, you're going to see that kind of stuff everywhere. But where I live, not so much. But anyway, um, the marketing was not very good. And you can't show this film everywhere. How are you going to show a movie like that in China? How are you going to show it in a place like Saudi, Qatar, UAE, or whatever? Matter of fact, hold on. I found this particular graphic. I think it's from Qatar, which right over there, UAE, all of that, Dubai. Um. You see this when you go to Cutter. Here's a here's an infographic, and I'll read it to you. It says, Cutter welcomes you. Reflect your respect to the religion and culture of Qatari people by avoiding these behaviors. Drinking alcohol, homosexuality, immodesty, meaning like showing your legs and dressing inappropriately. Like I heard about somebody getting locked up for wearing shorts at a mall in Dubai. For wearing shorts that were too short. You get locked up for that. Profanity. Uh, if you go to, you know, the, if you go to Mecca or something like that and you don't respect it, that's also banned. A lot of music and sounds dating. <laughs> so you have an outward displays of affection, kissing and hugging and touching. Nope, nope, nope. You can't do that. And take a picture without somebody's permission. So if I just take a picture of somebody and I don't ask them for it, all this and that and the third, that could be in the fence right there. So they're telling you straight away. You're not going to be able to do these things. So in a place like Cutter, are you going to be able to see bros at all? No. 
it's not just that people won't go see it. You cannot see it. It's illegal to show a film like that. If you go to that part of the world, you can't just do certain things. Really, you can only show a film like Bros in the West, for the most part. In other parts of the world, it's unheard of. You're not going to be able to show it. And if you do show it, nobody's going to go watch. That's the reality. But to say that it's straight people that are just uh, homophobic and don't want to watch it, nah, I think even a lot of LGBT people don't want to see that kind of stuff. Maybe they don't want to be in a theater. Like, they might have um, nephews and nieces. Maybe they don't want to see that with them. It's not really appropriate. You, you get into, like, peewee hormone levels of kind of perviness to go watch a film like that in a theater. All right? I don't want to be that guy wearing my um a, a gray slim-cut suit in the theater watching some, you know, some, some freaky flicks. I don't want to see that kind of stuff. So that's the reason why it flopped. It wasn't because of the LGBT content necessarily. It's because it was gratuitous, not really a good movie, just too much. No marketing, just kind of a whack movie. Movies flop sometimes. It is what it is. Brokeback Mountain did very well, and that was an LGBT movie, but it was an actual movie. It had a plot, all that kind of stuff. Now, I've not seen that film, Ain't My Cup of Tea, but that's what I heard about it. It did very well in the box office. I think it cost like $15 million to make. It made $178 million at the box office, so it did very well. That's what happens. You got to have a good movie and it'll do well. If you got a bad movie, it's not going to do well. So it is what it is. But if you like what you heard thus far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Yeah, we need some of these rules in the U.S. too, right? We need some of these rules in the U.S. Uh, profanity, I can definitely take that one. Uh, loud music, places of worship, uh, the pictures without permission, that might be a thing. Uh, drinking alcohol, there are laws against that, actually. Open container, drunken in public, and whatnot. Um, you, you, you can't do everything everywhere. As a matter of fact, there's a sign just like this on the Virginia Beach boardwalk. <laughs> I remember when they first put it up. It's a literal sign looks just like that. I can show it to you guys in a minute. And it has speakers coming out of it. And there are speakers on the sign. So at 2 o'clock, they play like jazz music real loud to get you off the boardwalk to close down the beach. As a matter of fact, hold on. The signs may still be there. Or they might have taken them away. I'm not really sure. So hold on. Oh, here, here we go. There is something coming it's off the sign. They said they're going to take them away, but I'm not really sure if they are gone yet. So here's a news story from back in 2019 about them being removed, the, the signs being removed from the oceanfront. Signpost at the Virginia Beach oceanfront in the not-too-distant future. A reminder about a quirky state law on swearing in public. After nearly two decades, the famous, or shall we say infamous, no-cursing signs will soon be a thing of the past. Penny, your size, Marlena Belores has more on the changes on the way at the beach. Signs like this one are posted all across Atlantic Avenue at the oceanfront. So you see the sign right there? It's everywhere down in the beach. Last time I was there, it was there, but I've not been in a while. So they may be gone, you see. So that right there, you see kind of what it is. Reminder to watch your language at the beach, but you won't be seeing them for much longer. At the Virginia Beach oceanfront, you might have noticed some interesting signs. Oh, that one. Or you might not have. Never noticed them whatsoever. They've been around for about 20 years. Confusing for some. I had no idea what no, it meant. Had, didn't have <laughs> a clue. Until they told us. Never a clue. But not all. I mean, that's just like the general 
Those are like the general characters for like, curse words. So I knew exactly what it meant. A friendly reminder to watch what you say. At the so they got rules right here too. In, in Virginia Beach in the U.S. it says, enjoy your visit to the resort area. Help others enjoy theirs by refraining from the following. Cursing or using obscene, vulgar language or gestures, engaging in sexually explicit behavior, wearing revealing attire which is inappropriate in a public setting, engaging in any behavior which is likely to intimidate, harass, or disrupt the peaceful enjoyment of others, engaging in any act which violates the law. Okay, so they got they got that here too. So we need we need more stuff like that. And the reason why that's there, because I remember when they put those signs up. I was like in high school when they put those signs up. The reason why they did that is because of all the, the criminality that comes in spring break and stuff like that. The tourists that come to town and tear it up. Okay, that's 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 the reason why those signs are there. They're, they're trying to figure out a way to do it because what, what had happened is this. Down the beach, Virginia Beach, there's um there's different crowds that come at different times of the day. So in the daytime, you got the normies, uh, the families with the kids and whatnot. You know, the touristy stuff on the daytime, but at night, you get the out-of-town hoodlums that come through, the gangbangers. You get the in-town um, thugs that come through. You, you got the streetwalkers that come through, the the, the pimps and the, and the, you know, you get all them kind of people that come through at nighttime. So at night, it, it changes. So to prevent the night people from clashing with the day people, they put these signs up. That was the whole point of that. Because you're scaring off the lady with her two kids from the beach if you got little Pookie and them coming down the beach, cussing, smoking weed, all that kind of stuff. It was just a clash of culture. That's what that was. Beach. I think it's a good idea to have them just because it's a safe environment to have fun and I don't want to be hearing all that if I'm walking around trying to have fun. Met with mixed responses from people visiting the resort city. Who's going to pay attention to it? You don't even know what it means, really. And you're not going to stop people. If they well, see, these, these people right here, these normies, you know, elderly white people, they're not going to even, they're, they're going to be in the in the room by 5 o'clock p.m. Not, so this wouldn't even affect them at all. But if they're out there in the streets, like how I was back when I was a young man, 2 o'clock in the morning, it's different. It's much different. They will not see that side of Virginia Beach at all. They're going to see just the daytime, normie, ice cream, tourists. That's what they're going to see. They want to swear. They're going to swear. That reaction was part of the reason the Atlantic Avenue Association asked the city to take them down. We felt like they were not very welcoming and a bit of an eyesore. George Cotaritas heads up the group that worked with the Resort Advisory Commission to request the change. Uh, they agreed after a little while that uh, the sign should come down. Uh, so we're really thankful for the city for. Uh... Yeah, I mean, take the signs down, but increase the police patrol because you're going to need it down the beach because it gets weird. Um, spring break, all of that. Fourth of July. Psst, forget about it. You're going to need the National Guard <laughs> sometimes because it gets it gets kind of crazy. All right. Yeah, they'll they'll be, they'll be in the bed by 5 p.m. Straight up. They, like, I know how the beach is because I see it. You know, I would go down there. I'd be down there during the daytime, come back at night, different crowds. The daytime normies would be in their in their um hotel room in the in the pool inside by 5 p.m. What they're gonna do is go outside their um their hotel room to get some ice cream or something like that, but they're not gonna be out there at night. It is what it is. All right. But let's keep on moving here. We got quite a few topics on deck. Oh, Kanye Owens, uh, Kanye Owens, <laughs> Kanye West. And Candace Owens um, 
got some controversy going on because of White Lives Matter t-shirts. Now, these t-shirts shouldn't be controversial because, after all, it's okay to wear Black Lives Matter t-shirts. So why not White Lives Matter t-shirts? It should be the same thing, right? That's at least what I thought. You know, I don't really see the difference. If we're not racist and everything is okay, then it should be okay. It was so many people talking about everything. Hold on. I have a first. Let me just not be speaking so much here. Let's put up the pictures and then we're going to get to a statement from BLM because BLM responded to um, Kanye West and Candace Owens. Um, it's all kind of think pieces and whatnot. Hold on. First, let's get to the pictures. So here is the first one. This is the picture. This is the shirt from the front. Now, I can't really tell. Hold on one second. Let me get. I can't tell what exactly is on this shirt. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. Is that Pope John Paul on the front? I can't tell. It's, it appears to be a Pope. I see the popery type stuff in the background. And on the front, I see the cross. And underneath the picture of this person, it says Juan Pablo. At the top, it has some words. I don't know what that says at the top, though. I have no idea what that says. If you guys speak that language, maybe that's Italian or something, y'all let me know what that says. But I know it says Juan Pablo at the bottom, and that appears to be Pope John Paul, right? So that's the front of the shirt. And you have Kenneth on the left, Kanye on the right, Kenneth has on the white shirt. Ye has on the black shirt. Ye also has on a 2023 um, hat. He's growing the beard out real big. A very impressive beard. I like it. Shout out to Kanye West in the beard look. You get, you know, good, good, cool points for that. So that's what's going on. Yeah, potpourri. That's what I said. <laughs> that's what I said. And so here's the front. Here's the back of the shirt. As you can see, it says White Lives Matter. Now, this caused an uproar, a big uproar. Think pieces immediately. Think pieces. New York Times, Washington Post, everywhere. Ebony, Essence, The Griot, all of that. Um, there, There's a song about Kanye already. Matter of fact, let me see if I can find that song right quick. Um, it may be a song that already had been out, and they re-released it because um, of what's going on here. But shout out to Lovely T. Lovely T, I'm going to go to your Twitter page right now. Um, and find that particular song about Kanye where the girl was upset because of what Kanye's been doing. I guess his antics get people upset, get people triggered. But I'm gonna find that right quick. Here we go. Yeah, now Mr. West, take a seat. I employ you. Over time, it seems it's gotten harder to ignore you. You undo the progress of the geniuses before you. King gave you the box, and now we know you can afford her. It don't matter how much money you got or you lack. When that check cleared, don't forget your children is still black. And your music has been whack, and your views are moving back to a day that trigger niggas, cause we still hear that whip crack. I'm passionately passing out some knowledge, son. I'm a level with you, cause we both dropped out of college, son. You've been wildin' harder than New York and Sister Patterson. You're not an OG, your repertoire do not matter, son I gotta admit it, I'm annoyed You came up on niggas' coin We thought you could fill a void You a puppet You looked at all your fans and you said, fuck it I'm on now That nigga from graduation, sorry, y'all, he gone now Cole tried to warn us Trump wanna reform us Built him up from nothing and now this how he reward us Okay, sorry for the cussing, it's not my fault, blame her But yeah, songs about this Songs about Kanye because he wore a White Lives Matter t-shirt Like, for real 
it's it's that serious. It's like, come on, what are we doing? But let me go back to the picture. So here's his shirt. Now, what's the problem? If black lives matter, all lives matter, so do white lives. If I ask someone, what's the issue with this shirt? I'm gonna ask them this. Do white lives matter? Yes or no question. If the answer is yes, then there's no problem. If the answer is no, then why? Are you racist? Now, for me, the term Black Lives Matter is correct. The term. Only the term. But then when you go into what Black Lives Matter is as an organization, as a movement, that's, that's where the problem starts. Is there a White Lives Matter organization? Is there a White Lives Matter movement? No, it's not. It's only relating to a term. Okay? So that's accurate. The same as Black Lives Matter as a term is accurate. The same as all lives matter being accurate. It's all an accurate term, an accurate expression. If there was a group linked to it called White Lives Matter, that'd be different, but it's not. But anyway, this is an accurate statement. The same as Black Lives Matter is an accurate statement. The same as all lives matter. Nobody should be offended. But of course, people are offended. They're mad. They're triggered. Um, BLM put out a statement. So let's get into the statement right quick. This is from TMZ. Well, BLM put it out and then TMC published it. Um, on Monday, Kanye West and Candace Owens wore shirts emblazoned with the words White Lives Matter at the Yeezy Season 9 presentation in Paris. He was at the Paris Fashion Week, traipsing through mud. It was a mess. But anyway, the stunt was a clear affront to Black Lives Matter, which has been measured as the largest racial justice movement in, the, in history. Black models walked the runway wearing the same slogan, All Lives Matter and White Lives Matter, have long served as violent retorts to the Black Lives Matter movement used by white supremacists and hate groups, including the Ku Klux Klan. So the KKK says White Lives Matter, All Lives Matter is what they do. I don't think the KKK would say All Lives Matter. I don't think so. Maybe they might throw out a White Lives Matter, but I don't, I don't think they would say All Lives Matter because I don't believe they think the All Lives Matter. I don't think that, that might not be accurate, right? That's, that's probably not the case. But if you say that all lives matter, you're the equivalent to a Klan member. This, this is the mind of these people that has been so warped. But anyway, in the follow-up statement, Kanye was clear that he intended to kill the Black Lives Matter movement. Black Lives Matter grassroots sees this as a t- teachable moment. Political education is core to what we do. While some may see Kanye and Candace's stunt as a distraction, we recognize that it harms thousands of families fighting for justice for their loved ones killed by state-sanctioned violence. But let's pause right there. Like I said in my video, there's been countless people killed by the actions of BLM. BLM was a big proponent of defunding the police and things of that nature. And since the the whole defund the police movement, homicide has increased like 25% in the black community. Just because of that. And I, I said that would happen. It's like, look, in a lot of these areas, a lot of these black areas, the police are the last bastion of hope. If you remove the police, you're going to remove any kind of protection. You're going you're gonna to take away the security of the place. Okay. You have the barbarian at the door. The barbarian's at the door right now trying to get in. The police are the ones holding the barbarian back from busting your door down. So when that protection is gone, who will be there to defeat the barbarian at the door. 
Nobody. So as a result, you have a 25% increase in homicide in the black community. But I continue with this little thing here, and then I get to what Kanye said. It can spread toxic confusion and be used to legitimize violent assaults on black people. Battling misinformation while continuing to do the hard work. It says the hard right here. Can we get a can we get a fact checker in BLM? Can we get a, um an editor, a, a proofreader? I mean, good grief. You guys got all these millions of dollars and can't afford a proofreader. What are we doing? Anyway, <laughs> battling misinformation while continuing to do the hard work, which is missing. The liberation requires is nothing new for us. So here's what Kanye said. Everyone knows that Black Lives Matter was a scam. Now it's over. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, how can anybody disagree with that? Where's the, where, where's the lie? Tell me the lie that's right there. I'll wait. Give me a lie. I don't see a lie at all. All right. So I, I like what he did. If the point was to kill Black Lives Matter, then so be it. They, they, need to, they need to be eliminated. They need to be removed from the public conscience. BLM, Antifa, all these, these are hate groups for real. They're talking about the Klan. You might got five guys in the Klan and four of the guys are in the federales and one guy's an informant. They are no longer relevant. The, the true hate groups nowadays are Black Lives Matter and Antifa. We've seen it. We've seen what they do. They go destroy. They're like a pack of locusts. I've seen them on television and in real life. They destroy. The, the, the clan and whatnot are not doing that. These groups are really doing that to real people. They, they hurt real people every single day. So, yeah, I'm all about extinguishing hate groups. Extinguishing groups that hurt people. Bloods, Trips, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, all these people, they got to go. They got to go. Get them out of here. Mexican mafia. It, I don't care what race you are, where you come from. If you are a group or a person harming people, you got to get up out of here. Go to the penitentiary, make big rocks and a little rocks. It's just that simple. But, but I digress. Uh, if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That's right. 876 uh, Van Red. Be a limb style organizations raised 10 billion us dollars in 2019 in the six months after the death of uh, george floyd 10 billion with a b 10 billion dollars but yet they can't get a proofreader to <laughs> to release statements properly to mainstream media outlets i mean come on ridiculous just stupid nonsense that tells you right there what they're all about. They're all about just trying to enrich themselves as far as the leaders. And if you start a BLM branch of your own, you want to get money from donations and spend that on yourself. You want to get these big mansions, big cars, take fancy trips, go shopping and stuff like that. Speaking of shopping and trips and whatnot with taxpayer money, so five IRS agents got caught up in stealing money from the scandemic, I mean, playing pandemic Relief fund. Hold on one second. Let me put it up right quick. Um, let's let's see if I can Google that. Okay. Oh, here, perfect. Rips. Okay, we got a video too. Perfect, perfect, perfect. All right, so let's put it on the screen too. You see the headline: IRS employees allegedly spent COVID money on Mercedes, Gucci, and trips to Vegas. Let's play the film. 
trips to Vegas, Gucci bags, or Mercedes Benz, all paid for with your tax dollars, according to investigators. Good evening, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us. I'm Darcy Thomas. And I'm Daniel Wilkerson. Daryl Green has the night off. The Paycheck Protection Program, or PPP, and Economic Injury Disaster Loans were aimed at helping people and businesses get back on their feet during COVID-19. But federal prosecutors say that five IRS employees in Memphis pocketed hundreds of thousands of dollars for themselves. This is a story that's been driving traffic all day on Fox13Memphis.com. Yeah, Fox13 Sierra Jordan joins us live from the IRS office in Memphis. Sierra, you spoke with folks who were surprised to hear about the IRS employees. Yes, people's jaws have literally dropped when I told them the news. They say they couldn't believe IRS employees were accused of ripping off COVID-19 <laughs> relief programs. Now, I did speak to a few people who didn't want to be on camera, but they did say as a community, we need to do better. During COVID-19, PPP and EIDL were designed to help business owners and people meet their financial obligations. But federal prosecutors say five Memphis IRS employees took advantage of the pandemic relief programs. According to court documents by the Department of Justice, the current or former IRS employees embezzled thousands of dollars in COVID relief money and spent the money on cars, designer items, and trips to Las Vegas. See, that's evil. It's evil. That's not right. Definitely not right. People actually need their money. A lot of people suffered during COVID, so their money could have been put to better use. According to the U.S. Attorney's Office, 46-year-old Brian Salisbury of Memphis got more than $170,000 in <laughs> loan money. Prosecutors say he used it to buy a Mercedes and put money in a... But how dumb are you to do that? If you're going to take federal money while you're a federal employee, you think they can't see you? You think you're not, you think you're not under the most scrutiny? Well, it depends on what you do. You know, if you spoke crack like Hunter Biden, it's fine. But if you're an IRS agent selling money, uh, I don't want to do that. But you spoke crack, you go to China, Ukraine, get money, it's all good. Okay? The federal is a cover for you. Oh, let's go ahead. That's, that's, um, that's Joe's boy. Let's cover that. You're your regular normie IRS agent. You have no protection. You have no, um, no dad as a vice president of the United States of America. Okay? You can't just smoke crack on the job like Hunter Biden can. Come on now personal investment account. 38-year-old Courtney Westmoreland of Cordova is accused of getting nearly $12,000. Investigators say she used it on manicures, luxury clothing, and massages. 35-year-old Fatina Hewitt of Olive Branch allegedly got almost $29,000 in loans. The U.S. attorney says the money paid for Gucci clothing and a trip to Las Vegas. So not, not, only, not only do they know who you are, they know what you, what you, what you spent the money on. So... You may have your own money mixed in with the PPP loan, but they know what you bought. They know what you were doing. They can they can see you. So what are you trying to actually, how are you going to get away with this? Where was the thought process that says, you know what, I'm going to just steal some federal government money. They told you from the beginning, if you take this money, we will prosecute you. They said that on TV. And you, you're going to ignore that as an IRS agent? You got to be the dumbest. For that right there, you need to go to jail. For that right there, you need to go to jail. You're the world's dumbest criminal, straight away. 27-year-old Roderick DeMarco White II of Memphis reportedly got more than $66,000. Reportedly got more than... His name was what now? Hold on. Roderick DeMarco White II. 
Roger, Roderick DeMarco White. Okay. Second of Memphis reportedly got more than $66,000. That money allegedly went towards personal items, including a Gucci satchel. 56-year-old Tina Humes of Memphis. A, a Gucci satchel. It's, it's, like, it's like a man purse. <laughs> it's like, man, you, you're going to go to jail over a man purse? All right, let me. I'm getting triggered. You can, you can tell I'm getting triggered. Memphis allegedly got more than. Hold on. What's her name? Six year old Satchel. 56 year old Tina Humes of Memphis allegedly got more than $133,000. Prosecutors say she used it for jewelry and trips to Las Vegas. U.S. Attorney Kevin Ritz said the defendants acted out of pure greed and abused their positions. Hewitt, White, and Humes have all pled guilty to one count each of wired fraud. We did reach out to all five of the IRS employees that were accused, but we did not get a response. Um, back to you. Oh, boys, there you go. So your taxpayer dollars hard at work. My man, my man went to the penitentiary for a, a purse. A, a male, probably heterosexual, regular, you know, normie, went to the penitentiary for a man purse. Imagine that. It'd be like, hey, man, what, what you in for? I bought a purse with some federal government money. <laughs> I bought a purse. I ain't even getting nothing from my kids. I, I got a purse for myself. The dumbest people in the world. I promise you that. So, yeah, we're going to have 87,000 more IRS agents. And there won't be any more fraud, right? There won't be any more instances of people being targeted because they're conservative. Remember that whole thing? Where they targeted conservative organizations because they're conservative. There won't be any more of that, right? There won't be any more misconduct. There won't be any more, you know, refunds being withheld, refunds not being given on a, on a timely fashion. There won't be any more of that, right? There won't be any more people that say that they, there won't be any more people that are assigned with things they don't own, like, or, or they don't owe. It's like, all right, you made... 25000 last year, but you owe a million in taxes. We're not going to let it go. You need to hire a lawyer, figure out a way. I know you work at McDonald's, but figure out a way to defend yourself with a lawyer. Say you don't owe this money. Stuff like that goes on. It's, it's really ridiculous. And I don't know by hiring more people if they're going to be able to solve the issues. Fix the problems first, then we can go forward. $87,000. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm... I'm New agents, not dollars. But a man purse. You're going to risk your freedom over a purse. It must be, I mean, hey. <laughs> take that same bravery and try to start a business or something else. If, you, if you're that um, uh, brave, if you're that risk averse or, or not risk averse, just go out there and start something and use that same bravery for that. But anyway, so yeah, shout out to Kanye West and Candace Owens for breaking the internet for a little bit and creating all these think pieces, all, all this hate stream, all kind of stuff. I like it. What else we got going on? Oh, did I mention? So Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, has signed a law to has signed a law onto the books that would ban rap lyrics from being used as evidence in the court of law. Now, the, the, the wording of the law was so confusing. I'm not necessarily a moron over here, 
I can read a little bit. I know how to read just a, a tad bit. I can read a little bit, but when I'm reading what they wrote on CNN, at least I was totally confused. I'm like, what, what are they saying? I'm, I'm going to read it for you right quick. And then you'll kind of see what I mean, because the, the law is written in a way to where it's kind of vague and open to interpretation. It probably doesn't really, it probably doesn't mean much, but it's a way for him to get support from the black community. That's what it's about. Because Gavin Newsom wants to become the president or at least run in 2024. He think he might be able to win. So he's trying to do things right now to hate to, to cater to the black community. Right. So it's probably a little bit better than the BOK app talking about uh, no, no vaccine, no love and no whatever. It's probably better than that. So you see the headline, California Governor Gavin Newsom signs bill limiting the use of rap lyrics as evidence in criminal proceedings. So let's get to the meat and potatoes. Um, here we are. Now, I'm going to read this, and if you guys are lawyers or if you're just smart people, smarter than I am, give me a rundown on what this means, please. So here's the, the passage. The law requires, quote, a court in a criminal proceeding where a party seeks to admit as evidence a form of creative expression, comma, to consider specified factors when balancing the, the, the probative value of that evidence against the substantial danger of undue prejudice, period. Unquote. What does that mean? I, I mean, I'm trying to read it and comprehend it, but I'm having a hard time. What it looks like is just as vague. It's up to the judge to determine what they're going to do with the law to see, okay, we got lyrics right here. Am I going to use it or not? That's what it seems like this law says. It does not say that the lyrics cannot be used. It was saying, well, you got to consider this and consider that. Can y'all please break that down for me? If you guys are lawyers or just have a high level of reading ability, y'all let me know what that means. I don't know what that means at all. I, I do, but I don't. Like, I have an idea of what it means, but I'm not confident to go to court and argue it because I probably will be wrong. Exactly. Legal word salad. You got it 100% correct. We're talking about um, iceberg lettuce, no nutrition, no croutons, no cheese, no, no dressing, no shrimp, chicken, protein, nothing. We're talking about straight iceberg lettuce, right? Might as well eat grass like a cow. All right. But anyway, now... The reason why I say it's for the black community or not necessarily for the black community specifically, but it's for those who want people to do things for the black community, meaning your white liberals, your black liberals, your liberals, basically, because you're helping black people. The reason why I say that is because it's marketed as a thing that will prevent rap lyrics from being used in court proceedings. But right here, I don't hear anything about rap lyrics. I don't see anything about that. All I see is creative expression. That could be any kind of music, any kind of creative expression. That could be art, music. Like, it could be uh, visual art, written poetry. It could be music. It could be music without words. It could be pretty much anything that is tied, is, that is up under the term creative expression. So it's not just rap lyrics. It's being marketed as that because, again, they want to target the black community because he's going to run in 2024 and he wants that support. He knows that if he gets less than 90% of the vote from the black community, is he's toast. 
Stacey Abrams, same way in Georgia. Stacey Abrams knows that if she gets fewer than 90% of the votes from the black community, it's a wrap. She has no chance. She got 90% or so back in 2018 when she first ran and lost. She got stomped into wine last time. I'm talking about stomp like Irish, um, the, the, the Irish uh, river dance, all that kind of stuff, right? She got beat really badly in 2018, and she's polling lower among black men by 17% this time. So she knows she's got to do something to be able to get to vote. And she put out some really kind of low effort thing. Uh, here's my, my pitch to black men. It was dumb. I covered that before talking about, oh, well, if you make now, if you make $9 an hour or less, you can get Medicare expansion. It's like, what, what, what adult male, what adult black male that would vote in the midterm election makes $9 an hour, unless you're a server and you getting big, crazy money in tips. You're not making that kind of money as a grown adult male that votes in the midterm election. Okay. If you make, if you make nine bucks an hour only, you're talking about below McDonald's money. If you make that kind of money, you're not going to vote. You're more worried about trying to find a place to live. Okay. You're trying to find, you're trying to get into a homeless shelter at that particular point in your life. Okay. But anyway, I digress. So yeah, this is only for him to try and run in 2024. That's the only reason. And speaking of elections, we have um, in, in Georgia, no less, we have the Senate race between Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock. And I saw what Christian Walker said, Herschel's son. If you go to his Twitter page, you can find it. Christian Walker. I think Christian spelled with a one, if not mistaken. Christian normally, but T-I or T-1-A-N. You can find him on Twitter. But anyway, Christian Walker was talking about how Herschel Walker, his, his dad, is basically a fraud. And I think the reason why it's coming out now, according to what he said, the real reason can be debated. Maybe he's telling the truth. Maybe he's lying or whatever. That's up for debate. But the reason why he says it's coming out now is because there were too many lies that came out about him and his mom. That's, what, that's the reason why he said he's coming out now. He did one event for his father. I think it might have been last year. And then that was it. He didn't do anything else. And I've been watching Christian Walker and Herschel Walker. And I could tell Christian was not necessarily close with his father. I could tell that. I think he was raised by his mom in Los Angeles and not with Herschel at all. Herschel is imperfect, but so is Raphael Warnock. So when it comes to me, I saw all of what was going on with Herschel Walker. I saw the kids. I saw all that kind of stuff. But it's like. What's the point in talking out against him because the left don't do that for their people? Here's an example. Let me, let me go away a little bit. You have Herschel and Warnock down in Georgia running for the same Senate office. You also have Dr. Oz and Fetterwoman, a.k.a. Fetterman, running for the same Senate office in Pennsylvania. Now, Fetterwoman had a stroke and is not all the way there. He's not all the way right. He had a stroke recently on the campaign trail, and he's not all the way right. Hold on. I got a video for you guys. If you laugh, you're not going to hell. It's okay. But it's not, it's not meant to be funny. It's just, you know, I got to show you what they're dealing with and what they're not saying about him. They're not saying he's a bad candidate or anything like that. 
You got a whole stroke survivor who is not healed all the way out there on the campaign trail, and they're not saying one word. Hold on. Let me find a video right quick. And I have more videos of other people that I'm going to put up on the screen in a second. So y'all, y'all just hang tight. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. What somebody say? Fetter him? Hilarious. Shout out to Fetter him. Fetter, Fetter she. Um, here we go. So here is a Fetter woman. <coughs> excuse me. On MS13 DNC. I mean, MSNBC. Let's, let's hear what he has to say. And Joy Reid with the blonde short. I don't know what Joy Reid is doing. But anyway, I digress. And I suspect he ever will because he understands how extreme is it. And he wants to lie and make sure people pretend that he doesn't have the exact same views as Doug Mastriano is. And I suspect he ever. Huh? What was that? Did you did you understand that? Like, let's let's go here one more time. And I suspect he ever will because he understands how extreme is it. And he wants to lie and make sure people pretend that he doesn't have the exact same views as Doug Mastriano is. It's, it's complete nonsense. Makes no sense. But guess what? Although he's just basically up there with gibberish, babbling, making zero sense because he had a stroke recently. You know, I'm not trying to make fun of him. I'm just saying he had a, he had a medical injury. So, of course, he's not going to be all the way 100% right, okay? Even through that, they're not saying one word about him not being fit for office. Although he's not fit for office, you could tell by hearing him talk. You could see him. He's wearing hoodies to cover that big bump on his neck. He's, he's, he's unwell. But the left refused to say one word about him not being fit for office. Go back to Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock. It's the same thing. Herschel Walker has problems. It's obvious. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. However, ain't no point in me talking about it because are we trying to win or not? Because if I say he has problems and that's, I'm going to focus on that, we lose. And he's already polling real bad behind uh, Warnock. And, you know, the flip side of that, Fetterman is polling above Dr. Eyes, like by five points, I think. Yes, Fetter Woman is polling above Dr. Oz right now. Even with being a stroke survivor, even with going on TV, making zero sense, even with it, he's still polling five points beyond Dr. Oz because a big part of the reason is because the left have not said one thing bad about him. He's a great candidate. He has a few little slip-ups here and there, maybe. They, they, they won't even say that. He's a great candidate. Dr. Oz is an abortionist. He's a Trump lover. January 6th. MAGA extremists, they focus on that. So my point to saying all that is to say this. I don't think it makes sense to point out the flaws of Herschel Walker that are obvious while at the same time trying to win the Senate in Georgia. I'd rather a bad candidate on the right than a bad candidate on the left, if that is the case. And it's just, it is what it is. Herschel's not polling very well, and it's been like that for a while. But Freddie Bowman is pulling above Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz, I don't know. Like, I saw a picture of Dr. Oz. With, well, he was at a tailgate with some red wine. It was just kind of like, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to really make him be relatable, unfortunately. And that's probably the issue. But again, ain't no point in me coming out there making videos about that because that's not going to benefit 
us. If you ask me what's going on, I ain't going to lie to you now, but I'm not going to really promote it. Okay? So it is what it is. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. And was that everything I wanted to get to? I think it was everything I wanted to get to. The girls in the locker room, et cetera, et cetera. The rap lyrics, bros. That, that was pretty much. Oh, I got some videos for you guys, of course. I have videos. You got your, you got your man Joe Biden acting the fool yet again. Joe Biden cannot help himself. We know what he does with the with the young girls sniffing and stuff. I have yet another video of him apparently doing just that. Let me see if I can find the clip. Y'all hang tight for me right quick. Um. Oh, and hold on. There, there's a lot I want to show before I get to the calls. And I get to the calls in a minute. Y'all just hang tight. That's quite a bit I want to show here. Okay, first, he's in Florida after the hurricane with Ron DeSantis. And take a look at him right here in the background. So you're going to see DeSantis at the, at the podium speaking. Look at look at the left of the screen. You're going to see Creepy Joe with, with some random young lady. And check it out. Really significant damage. What's going on right there? Is that like why is that is that a sniff? Like what is that right there? Image uh, here in, in Lee County and and there's other places where you have the man can't help it. Have, uh, really and she look at her face. She's just like really significant damage as well. What does she do in a situation outside of this general uncomfortable? Area? Really significant damage. I mean, your man cannot help it. If he wants to sniff, you're going to sniff. What's one thing Joe Biden will do is sniff your girl's hair. So that's just what it is. Now, here's something else. Let me see if I can pull it up right quick. Oh, speaking about Hurricane Ian and bringing up climate change. As if no hurricanes ever hit the United States or anywhere else in the world before this whole idea of climate change was a thing. Like, if somehow... Florida embraces climate change laws. There'll be zero hurricanes that happen. Okay, let's let's roll it right quick. Colorado River looks more like a stream. There's a lot going on. And I think the one thing this has finally ended is a discussion about whether or not there's climate change. We should do something about it. But folks, I also want to uh, Jill and I have had you all in our prayers. And I mean, Colorado River looks more like a stream. There's a lot going on. And I think the one thing this has finally ended is a discussion about whether or not there's climate change. We should do something about it. But Climate change? I mean, come on. Like, really? Hurricanes happen. Climate change? Like, what are you going to do to stop hurricanes from happening? Huh? Like, what, what, what kind of law would you pass with the Hurricane Prevention Act? What is that going to do? Not a thing. Not, it's it's kind of arrogant to believe you could do that. It's arrogance to believe that if you just recycle, reduce, and reuse, that you can stop hurricanes from happening. That's so silly. Not only is it arrogant, it's silly. It's just like not as it's like it's fantasy. It's pure fantasy. But anyway, who was the young lady? I have no idea. I have no idea who that was. She appears to be with the Florida crew. He probably does not know her at all. Because if he knew her, at all speaking about you know the sniff lady if he knew her then he wouldn't be greeting her that way 
You, you see what I'm saying? That that right there is just him trying to sniff a young lady. That's all. He always does that. It's a pattern. All right, but we got more videos on deck I want to get to. Give me one second here, and I'm going to pull them right on up. That's, that's your man, Creepy Joe. We'll, we'll see what happens if he stays in the office or, or what's going on. We shall see. We shall. Oh, and speaking about woke stuff and whatnot, so Velma from Scooby-Doo is now LGBT. Oh, yeah. Let's roll the clip right quick. It's only like 13 seconds. Velma from Scooby-Doo is now LGBT. Let's check it out. And as promised, here are your Scooby snacks. So what's happening right here, if you can't see it, so Velma is, look, is oogling upon this young lady, a black, of course, a black woman. You, you know they got to do that. They got to make her be LGBT and black. That's, a you know, two birds with one stone. And there's like a little graphics coming up on her. You know, she's brilliant, incredible glasses, amazing turtleneck, and loves animals, right? It's a cat in the background. Why can't they just leave her alone? Maybe she might have been questionable. Maybe you questioned it, but it was never something that was just put out there like that. Why must it be you just make her be gay? Why does everything got to be gay? Or how about this? She could have just been kind of masculine, kind of a bull dagger type person. I didn't see pregnant bull daggers. Pregnant, I'm talking about looking like they um, shovel rocks for a living. Like they, like they tar roofs for a living, but pregnant. I'm talking about basketball shorts covering a pregnant belly. You understand what I mean? Uh, Nike flip-flops, socks, basketball shorts, do-rag, and pregnant. Why can't they just have her have that type of mystique and not put the LGBT label on it? Why? Why? Yeah, it's, it's Hollywood. Yeah, you're right about that. It is Hollywood. So it, it is what it is. She may have had that type of personality, but never just outwardly gay. So it is what it is. Shaggy will be in bros too? Probably so. Probably so. Scooby Pox is hilarious. Shout out to Monkey Pox. Oh, Monkey Pox, where is that gone anyway? Monkey Pox, why is that no longer a thing that's talked about anymore? Is it because they realized who was happening to where it was coming from, and then also that kids were getting it and dogs were getting it randomly. They realized how it was spreading, who was getting it, and then all of a sudden, they also realized that kids were somehow getting it. Kids that were adjacent to these people that were getting it. And also dogs that were in the same household as people that were getting it. Once they realized kids and dogs were getting it, and who was the main source of it, oh, we can, that's, you got to leave it alone now because now... If we speak on it, we got to talk about what's really happening. It's not a threat to regular normies out there. It's a threat to this group of people and those that are around them in an intimate way, I would presume. Because the way that it spreads is largely through intimate contact. So how was your dog getting it? How are your little kids getting it, huh? So once that became a question, all of a sudden now, we just pretty much drop the subject. We drop it. Like this, like this classic video I have right here. Hold on one second. 
once you're challenged with a certain thing, you want to just change the subject or drop it. Me, me pull it up right quick. Hold on. So here's a here's a classic video on my shorts, uh, on my on my shorts uh, playlist. Is this unprecedented to arrest a former president for not well, turning in documents? I know a former president that had committed this many provable criminal acts. But what are the provable criminal acts? I guess. <sighs> provable criminal acts. Well, I'm just I, I <clears throat> I'm done talking. <laughs> right, you big at bad and bold. Oh. So any provable criminal acts? Okay. So what are the provable criminal acts? What did he do? Uh, okay. I'm a. I'm gonna end the conversation right here. Once when, they have nothing and they can't continue on with the conversation, they just end it and act like you're burdening them with the conversation. That's what's going on, monkeypox. It's, it's no longer a thing anymore because of that particular reason. Because if you dig down into it, you're gonna find things you don't want to see. You're gonna find unflattering things toward the LGBTQ LMNP community. That's what's going on with that. But I'm going to have one more video for you guys, and then I'll get to the Super Chats in just a moment. And the number to call is 434-658-1220. i get to the calls in a minute. Of kids who didn't like their grades got this guy fired? Oh, no, nah, that's uh, Chris Cuomo. Okay, let's, let's see if Chris Cuomo has a, a good take right quick. Chris Cuomo is on News Nation now. That's where, that's where he landed. Okay, after... He got the boot from CNN. Now he's on News Nation. Let's see what he says right here. We got to get together to stop the dumbing down of America. All right. There was a New York Times piece today that is all kinds of wrong. It starts with the headline. Okay. Who is to blame? Like it's a gotcha. First, the piece doesn't come close to answering that question, but that's not even the big deal. The piece ignores the real issue. Why are we lowering our standards of achievement in this country? First, it's a culture problem. The New York Times isn't worried that there was no due process afforded to the professor in this. It's organic chem. This is what happens. The university cancels his contract, okay? The stated reason, he did not rise to the standards we require from our teaching faculty. How would they know? According to the piece, there was no real review that included the professor. Just notice of complaints by students on a petition that they circulated when they didn't like their grades. 82 out of 350. Simple math gives us 23 percent of the class. Wow. 23 percent of kids who didn't like their grades got this guy fired. Talk about a crowdsourced consequence that doesn't make any sense. And the Times is just OK with it. They just did. OK, Chris Cuomo, you're doing you're doing pretty good right here. I like I like where you're going. If you could keep this up then that's good for News Nation. That's, that's good. No more of the CNN crap you were doing. Okay, I don't know if that was him or not. And we, we saw him on the tape when he was on the bicycle during the, during the bug or whatever. So we'll, we'll see if this is really him or not. But that, that's, a, that's a pretty good um, start to your new career over at on News Nation. All right. But we'll keep, we'll keep on moving here. But I thought that was pretty interesting to see where he's at now, to see where he landed. I, I want to see where your man lands. Oh, your man... Stelter, Stelter went to Howard or somewhere. Not Howard, pardon me. Not not Howard. <laughs> um, Harvard or somewhere to be like a um a fellow of journalism, something like that. I forget exactly what his title was. But yeah, that's where he went. And Don Lemon is going to be on a daytime purgatory over on CNN. You won't you won't see him anymore. I don't think because who's going to be on a daytime talk show that is of relevance on CNN? 
I mean, I'm thinking about like Rachel Ray, um, people like that, cooking people. You know, you, you're going to be selling um, HGTV. You, you're going to be selling HSN stuff. You're going to be selling eyeglasses on HSN during daytime on CNN. But anyway, Harvard, thank you, uh, 007 girl. Yeah, not Howard. <laughs> I was like, what am I thinking about? But anyway, super chats on deck. I'm going to read those right quick and then we get to the calls. Thank you to Jenny Jones who says, ABO, thank you for being here and doing this all, all this for us. Please explain what's going on with OPEC Plus cutting production by 2 billion barrels and what that means to the U.S. Love the beer. Thanks again. Thank you for that. Compliment on the beer. I appreciate you for that. But so OPEC Plus is cutting oil production by 2 billion barrels per day. This is going to mean a lot for us because we depend on that foreign oil because we've cut domestic production. We cut domestic production by a billion barrels per day ever since Biden came in office because green energy or whatever. But as a result of us cutting production, we now depend on foreign oil more. And the thing about OPEC Plus, that includes what nations? Guess what nations that includes? Saudi Arabia and Russia. So it's like, look, all right, check it out. You want to impose sanctions on us and our economy you want to try to wage war on us as the Russian Federation. So how about this? How about we stop giving you your oil supply and we're going to make, we're going to make the price of your goods, your services, your oil, your economy go through the roof. We're going to make you guys have a recession. All right. You guys are taking from your emergency supply to fuel, to, to keep the prices down but you're also relying upon us for the prices being low. So we're going to cut production. You're going to have higher prices. Oh, you want more oil? How about take troops out of Ukraine, stop funding Ukraine, stop funding the proxy war in Ukraine. How about that? You want to destroy Keystone, not Keystone, so you want to destroy Nord Stream 1, Nord Stream 2 USA? We saw you in the Baltic Sea with your your your, your helicopters and your... um. Your war boats, we saw you in the Baltic Sea. You guys hit North 1 and North 2. You guys, when they cut our ability to supply Germany with oil, with, with natural gas. So we're not going to be able to give you this high production level we were giving you before. So you want to play, let's play. That's all it is. It, it ain't nothing other than just a continued piece of warfare. And I can't blame them. I can't blame them at all for that. It makes sense. So we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens when you start you start to feel it for real. It'll probably be right around midterm time. You'll feel it. Maybe not necessarily right now, but midterm time you'll feel it because there'll be no more oil in the reserves. It'll probably get drained to zero. No more oil reserves. No more OPEC plus having very high production. So we're gonna have very high oil prices. And how everything else, because everything is dependent upon oil, shipping, eating, all of that is going to be very high. Thank you to Apple who says, awesome interview, awesome review, pardon me, of Woman King ABL. Very honest, thank you for that. Thank you to Apple again who says, Braveheart was also a good movie, but inaccurate too. Exactly. Shout out to Carol Swain who spoke truth to power. Thank you to Apple again who says, um, Carol spoke to Bill Barr about J6, MAGA, and Solitary. Crime in Philly out of control. 
Black FBI raids pro-lifer. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Apple also says Joe Biden now saying he's been raised Puerto Rican. Yeah, I saw that. That was crazy. Shout out to uh shout out, shout out to El Jefe, uh, aka Joe Biden. Let me see if I can find that particular clip where he says he's raised with the Puerto Rican community. All right, hold on. Shout out to the right to shout out to Grand Old Memes for this meme. I put it on the screen before we after we get to the the video of him talking about he's Puerto Rican. If I can find it. Hold on one second. And can I find it or not? You could just search it. Joe Biden, Puerto Rican. All right. Can we get the can we get the, the video or not? Nah? Here we go. There we go. Let's put it on the screen right quick. And so I, uh, I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home, politically. And so we, and we came here for a long time, uh, both for business and pleasure, since you're part of the Third Circuit Court. And so I... Uh, so you guys see the meme right here with Joe, with the, with the crazy, the, a, a bowl cut with a fade on the side is crazy. <laughs> like, the, the, the straight across... It's like a, a a New Yorkian type hairstyle with the with the fade on the side and and the and the string uh, mustache with the little soul patch and the in the goatee. Shout, shout out to shout out to my man uh, Puerto Rico Joe. All right, El Jefe in the building. But anyway, back to the super chats. Uh, thank you to Apple again who says AB your favorite Morgan Freeman film, Glory, Dropping Miss Daisy, Shawshank Redemption, Invictus, Lean on Me, Unforgiven, Robin Hood, Deep Impact. Lean on me for sure. That was my that was my favorite. Joe Clark with the baseball bat loved it. Absolutely, Glory was also good. Very very good. Very powerful film. So yeah, there was one more where you played God. If I'm not mistaken, I forget what that was. That was pretty good, but definitely Lean on Me number one. Um, Apple also says please call us. Turn down live stream in the background. Absolutely. Um. Also, you see the L.A. Fox reporter confronting Ayanna Presley, asking questions about the dire situation at the border, like Alex Stein confronting Eric Swalwell. Yeah, I think I did see that. Looking like Suge Knight out there. Let me see if I can find it. Y'all give me uh, a second to pull that clip up, and we keep on rocking and rolling here. Um, Hold on. Do I have it? I do. Uh, uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, sh- shout out to... Shook Presley over here. 250,000 unaccompanied migrant children arrived at the border since President Biden took office. Some of them traffic, some of them drowning in the river. Any issue with that? 250,000 unaccompanied. They don't say nothing about it. You know what I mean? They don't say nothing about it. They say that it's inhumane. They, they said it was inhumane for DeSantis to send 50 migrants to Martha's Vineyard, one of the nicest places on earth. There's plenty of room to accommodate them. You know, a lot of these empty vacation homes could accommodate them. Go to the Obama's estate. There's plenty of room there. You could just hang out, eat, drink, bathe, do whatever you want, right? But at the border, there is a serious issue with all kind of death all the time, every day, and they don't really care. So, yeah, shout out to my man. Um, for for well, that's um, that's a Bill Malusian for confronting Shook Presley. All right, let's keep on rolling here. 
Also, please more polite questioning of Democrat reps. Exactly. We need more of that. Uh, thank you to Silas Larson who says, how do you sniff out a racist? Ask them to say everyone's life matters. If they won't say it, you likely have caught one unless they're a nihilist. Where no lives matter, right? <laughs> Jesse Judas says, the almighty God, U.S. help us. Michael Critchlow says, unborn lives, thank you for that, unborn lives matter. Thank you to Jim Adams who says, really enjoy your channel, ABO. Thank you for that. I appreciate you, boss. Thank you to John Medeski who says, you looking like the Black Moses, a, a part in the Red Sea. You already know what time it is. Uh, Mr. Repurpose says, appreciate yourself. Thank you for that. Thank you to JS who says, hey, ABO, this question is going to be off topic. What would happen if the U.S. decided to force us mil U.S. military intervention of Mexico because of fentanyl? That's a good question. Um, I think that the issue is bigger than Mexico. Is China involved? Because what's happening is China is sending the chemicals that is necessary to create the fentanyl to begin with. And what's fueling the fentanyl crisis is the demand for it in the U.S. And ultimately, you could trace it. You could trace it back to the big pharma companies. So, if we're not going to get to the root of the issue, then we're going to have a serious problem trying to solve it. Excuse me. The issue is big pharma creating all these drugs that then we get hooked on. That's what it's about, in my opinion. Red, white, and blue, thank you for this, says, quote, Dr. Strangelove, unquote, please review it, Kubrick nuclear film. I'll check it out. Uh, Dent Machine Co., Dent Machine Company says, Gage Grosskreutz, Grosskreutz, a guy who got popped by um, uh, your man, uh, Cal Rittenhouse. His arm was looking like spaghetti. He wants to change his name because he says he's tired of threats from right-wing lunatics. <laughs> well, hey, man, you know, when you go out there and you just attack regular normies, innocent people, things happen. At least you ain't dead. Your, your arm is dead, but you're not dead. But we'll continue. Thank you to Bob K. MIT who says it's not good enough to just acknowledge LGBT. You must promote it now or you're the enemy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. A dent machine company says China starts enforcing zero crudy policy with machine guns at an airport in Yunnan. Check your email. I saw that. I, I saw the the um enforcement. I got it. I saved it on my Twitter. I'm gonna pull it up right quick. Um, let me go to it right quick. But yeah, China don't care. Like China, they have <laughs> people take their freedom for granted in the United States. China. I mean, freedom is like a joke over there. You have the illusion of freedom at best, at best. Let me see if I can find that particular uh, clip. Here we go. I got it. So there's a caption on this video. It says, China starts enforcing its zero COVID policy with machine guns that, you see, you see I didn't pronounce that. How you pronounce that? She's home, Bana. She's Hong Bana. Airport and you're none. People are screaming. Are you going to kill us all? Yes. Tiananmen Square. Not 
So the big whites got the machine guns. They they ready to go. So they got guns, but you don't. If you're in China, good luck having the gun as a regular normie, but they got guns. You see how that works? You see how easy it is? It should be like we can control you and we can make you do whatever we want because we have the guns and you don't. You can't defend yourself. We can defend ourselves and make you do whatever we want because we got the guns. But in the U.S., it's not quite that way. In the U.S., what happens is people are just, they're, they're brainwashed, so they voluntarily just give up their rights, give up their freedom, give up their guns even. That's what goes on. All right. But let me get to the other ones here. They get to Santo Bartes, who says they're already talking about easing sanctions on Venezuela to import oil from them. Literally anything to avoid increasing domestic production. Exactly. It's silly. What's the point of trying to import more rather than producing it? It doesn't make any sense. If you're still going to use it, why not make it here? Because of green energy, you're still going to use it. It's dumb. They get to Blast Radius who says these quote-unquote news anchors like Cuomo are chameleons and have no real core beliefs. Remember Rich Sanchez on CNN? He was like Cuomo, blasting conservatives every day. When he got fired from CNN, he somehow moderated on RT. Exactly. There you go. Think of Dent Machine, Co- Dent Machine Company says, CEO of U.S. election um, software firm Connick arrested for storing data on servers in China. I saw that one too. Okay. That was an article, but I did see that. Absolutely. Thank you to uh, Boomhauer who says, did you see where PNB rocks killers were found? It was a father that put his 17-year-old son up to it, and his stepmother was a getaway driver. Sad. Yeah. You know, the thing about PNB Rock, I said that right when it happened. People were trying to blame the girlfriend because she posted a location. It's like they're not in the private place. They're in a, a, a restaurant right in the hood. They're at Roscoe Chicken and Waffles. If you're at Roscoe Chicken and Waffles, you're right here in the ghetto. People can see you. As right, right when he pulled up to the to the spot, he was spotted by the people that killed him. Right when he pulled up, they saw him instantly. You got jury on, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that from you. That was the plan right away. The mom, the, the, the stepmom, the dad, and the son were all involved with it. Because you're in the ghetto, people are hungry, they don't care, nothing about nothing. It's, it's not even about, okay, your location. No, it's about, I see you right now, I'm going to rob you right now. That's how it is. Like The Wire. Um, if you're ever seen The Wire, it's like that. When, when they killed Omar, it was like that. It was just... Okay, I see you right here. I'm going to kill you right now. It wasn't even nothing about trying to rob him, really. It was just a matter of, oh, that's Omar. He looked weak. I'm going to kill him right now. A young boy did it. There was no big fanfare. It wasn't like Scarface going out in the blaze of glory. How it really goes down is you just get killed, and they find your body later. That's, that's, That's what it is. So this whole story about, oh, they they found a location. They had to drop on them. They, 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 nah, that's not how it happens. Not in reality. I know that from, I know that from being around these guys. That's not what goes on. They're not that smart. They're not that intuitive to do all that. Um, thank you to Dent Machine who said, shout out to Jose Biden. Yeah, shout, shout out to El Jefe. Uh, thank you to TJ who says, this is for the I Digress Fund, IDF. There you go. Thank you to William, who says keeping the border open could lead to nothing on 11. Exactly, because they found terrorists at the border. They found them. So if they found them at the border, who did they not find? Who got away? That's also a terrorist. 
TJ also says, FYI, on a trip in Dubai last year, I watched a man smack a lady in the face because she stepped in front of him in a taxi line, a complete stranger, USA. Exactly. Yeah, like, we take our culture for granted sometimes. You guys don't. You guys appreciate USA. But go to go to Dubai. <laughs> go go to Saudi Arabia. Go, go to China. You will be thankful to come back here to the USA where things are much more... Um, Friendly, much more free. So it is what it is. All right. We got calls on that. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. And I'm going to do a video tomorrow, uh, a preview of a video. I'm going to tell you right now so I don't forget. Because I'm going to come back to this right now and look at it and see what I was saying. But I saw a guy who printed a bunch of... um, fake guns on a 3d printer and went to a buyback in New York and made like six figures or some kind of big amount of money. He made a huge amount of money from selling fake guns. Okay. And they can't do a thing about it because the way the whole thing was worded. I'm going to do a video on that. Shout out to the guy who put the video out. I forget his name, but I'm gonna do that video tomorrow. But right now it's time for the calls and the number to call is four, three, four, six, five, eight, one, two, two, zero. Y'all, please give me a moment because I had to restart my audio equipment and I got to kind of rearrange it over here too because I might not be able to hear you or whatever the case may be. So y'all give me a second while I get this thing rocking and rolling. There's also an email in the description box if you want to be right here in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen talking about whatever's going on that's some kind of way related to what I got happening right now. Okay, let's try this. Okay, cool. We good. We we in the we in the business. So let's go. Four seven. Oh, you're allowing my speaker to. Oh, hey Anthony. Hey, it's Greg from Atlanta. How are you doing, sir? It's all good, man. What's happening? Yeah, well, I haven't gotten shot today, so it's a great day so far. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I really like your show. It's uh, really good tonight. Uh, yeah, I like what you said about Candace Owens and Kanye West wearing the uh, White Lives Matter t-shirts. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hilarious. Fantastic. Yeah, it, it is. It is. And it really reveals the racism of a lot of people that hate white people. You know. <laughs> right, because it's like, what's the actual issue with the shirt? I mean, is it is it not true? Do white lives not matter? I mean, people really just melt it down over that shirt. It was crazy to see. Oh, yeah, I piss off uh, the whole YouTube community just because I write comments like, it's okay to be white when I see <laughs> videos about uh, white people being bad. And they call me racist. That's not racist. It is okay to be white. Like, it's okay to be black or any other race, you know? Exactly. You, you are you are what you are, you know? But people these days, I think they conflate race with, uh, like, who they are as a person. And it's not. It's, it's who you are physically. It's not who you are as a person, what you do, and how you treat people. You know, and I don't I don't vote a certain way because I'm white. You know, it's just stupid. I'm just tired of all this racial politics that's going on these days. It's become worse and worse since 2016. What's your case, man? Yeah, I mean, it's it's been, it's been getting crazy because of the media. They they're trying to stoke all the racial division for their own purposes, to for 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 voting purposes, uh, maybe even to destabilize certain <laughs> cities. Because right when the whole um thing with uh. Freddie Gray, Michael Brown was happening. I remember seeing it come to a head where the 
news people were like outnumbering the rioters and they were just hungry for a riot to pop off. It was like they almost wanted to start the riot themselves so they'd be able to cover yeah. it and get that attention because all eyes were on the riots at the time. So it was like, okay, we don't have any more news to cover. Let's cover this riot that's right here that has not even happened yet. It was it was really crazy to see. And I think ever since then, they've been incentivized to start that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'd really like to commend you also uh, for standing up for white people in the past. I've been watching you for at least three and a half, four years now, uh, because no one else is really. Very, very few people stand up for white people. You know, it's like these days it's okay to to bash white people, you know, it's considered acceptable, not among, not only amongst people that are non-white, but among white people, because a lot of white people these days feel guilt for slavery from 157 years ago. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's really, it's really a shame. It's like, whatever you, whoever you are, whatever you are, just be yourself, you know, and people nowadays, they're so ashamed to be who they are. They gotta be something else. Like, okay, I'm ashamed to be a heterosexual white male. Now I gotta be LGBTQ, element of P, I got to be a furry. I got to be this, that, and the third, rather than just being who God made you to be. Yeah. I mean, I say I'm proud to be white, and I'm proud to be male, but it doesn't mean I, I think my race or my sex is superior to other races or, you know, women. It just means I'm proud to be who I am. Now, every race is proud to be who they are, accepted to be for being proud of who they are, except for white people. These things are supposed to feel shame. And to feel, to say I'm okay to be white... <clears throat> means that I don't feel shame for, for being white, you know? That's right. It's, you know, slavery is a bad thing. Slavery exists among, you know, white people. White people enslave other people. Over 12 million people were slaves under the uh, in the Third Reich, under the Nazis. But nobody ever talks about that because it can't be used for political purposes. Exactly. Kind of sweep that one under the rug and forget about it. But they besides slavery so much since the 2016 election and white versus black problems because it's political. And it gains traction, and it can be used for political purposes. It's, it's for you know for propaganda reasons as well. It's terrible. You know, we should remember the past, but not live in it. You know, learn from it, but not live in it. You know, it's a long time ago. You know, exactly. We need to move on. You know, I think you agree with me. You know, I'm right there with you, 100. percent Yeah. So anyway, thanks very much for taking my call. Appreciate it, and love your shows always. And I'll continue to support you. Stay in good health, and we'll talk soon. Thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. Thanks. Bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. Yeah, people are so afraid to be who they are. They're afraid to be straight. They're afraid to be white. They're afraid to be just a regular normie male. They got they got to create other kind of identities to identify with to fit into society. And it's really a shame. It shouldn't be that way at all. And the number to call, 434-658-1220. Let's go to 262. You know how I'm speaking to. Uh, this is DJ. All right, man. What's going on? Uh, not much. I've just been uh, watching a lot of this, uh, this these SJW campaigns, and they are so bizarre to me. Uh, like that White Lives Matter, was it? Did I? Was that in France that they did that? Yeah, that was in France. Well, that's not even a, a melting pot country. I don't think they'd go to Chicago and do that. <laughs> I mean, they could. I mean, I wouldn't put it past Kanye to do something like that. But, uh, and then I've been doing a lot of like, uh, research online with American history and a lot of these hate groups that get so much publicity, they never say that there were other hate groups that had more money than them. Therefore more control. Hello. Are you there caller? You cutting out. 
All right. So I can't hear you. I can't hear you, boss. I'll, I'll oh, you. Can, can you hear, you hear me? me now? I hear you now. Yeah. A lot of these hate groups you hear about a lot on the, on TV, uh, there were other hate groups before them that hated on them. You know what I mean? Right. But for, it, it's kind of like the golden rule. He who has the gold makes all the rules. And you might as well just buy a T-shirt that says, I support the current thing. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. And they, they put these subliminals. I, I think I've watched your show enough where you've uh, talked about Mark Dice. Yes. He tries to uncover. I, I have his book, but I haven't read it. But I watch his podcast where he tries to uncover where they put these subliminals in our, our programming. And it's, it's, it's kind of disturbing to me. It's getting, it's getting increasingly disturbing, I think. But I, I, I appreciate your channel and how you bring it to the public's attention. And uh, and and that Mark Dice, he'd, he'd be a really good uh, partner in crime for you, the two of you together, to kind of expose how we're turning into an an America. We it's making the old America further and further out of reach for us, you know. Right on, absolutely. Some of the old values. So I just wanted to call and say thank you for all the hard work you do. Well, thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. Right on. All right, bye bye. Shout out to the caller. Good call. Let's go to 424. Who am I speaking to? This is Dave in L.A. All righty. What's happening? Well, ABL, tonight I want to talk about the uh, Vermont transgender sports team where the, uh, the the girls weren't allowed to use the women's locker room. You talked about that earlier, right? Yes. So I'd like to say, people, we need to start to speak out against transgender rights. Now, there's something you'll never hear anybody say. Nobody would have the courage to say it's enough. Just say no to transgender rights because you don't want to be called a transgender phobic. You don't want to be a meanie. So you say, well, that's OK. I have no problem with it. And think of all the women all the liberal woke women who said, I'm fine with transgender. They could do what they want. And that's true. Except now you've got that Leah Thompson who's swimming in the women's category. So you have women that aren't winning and they're not going to be getting endorsements and they're not going to be able to win as a result. But you're fine with it. You don't want to speak out against it. And now you have girls that can't use their own women's locker room because of some creep man who wants to use it and he's not comfortable with the women so you know what listen i don't have a problem with transgender people um it, it doesn't bother me but what does bother me is when they're going to trample on rights and then all of a sudden the army makes the woman of the year not a natural born woman but a male a male who becomes transgender. So now the natural born. So what's actually happening is women complain, gee, men dominate all the categories. So they have to have women's categories. And now men are dominating those too. So how dumb are these woke liberal women that support everything and everything that's the new cause. So people, you need to have the courage to say, I'm against transgender rights. What do you think about that? ABL? I, th- I think it make, I think it makes a lot of sense. It makes perfect sense to me because what's happening is that is being used to 
force people to do things they don't want to do to infringe upon people's rights. So at a certain point, you got to say that you're against it. So you got a point there. But let me guarantee you, nobody has the guts to say it because you don't want to be accused. The liberals and the woke and the leftists, all they have to say, oh, you're transphobic, you're homophobic, you're racist. And, and that keeps everybody nice and shut up while they steamroll and take away more rights. Now, let me talk to you about the uh, Kanye. I find it fascinating. Now, first, I'm going to say that the big controversy, there's Black Lives Matter, the corporation that's a fraudulent entity that stole millions and millions of dollars. And then there's Black Lives Matter, the sentiment and the spirit that, yeah, blacks maybe have been treated poorly and it's time to stick up for those rights. So when Kanye says, hey, I'm against Black Lives Matter, meaning the corporation that's a fraud, well, then you have Boozy the Rapper and all the black people, they're suddenly upset with him because they're saying, oh, well, don't you know whites have treated blacks badly for years? Don't you remember slavery? How can you say that, Kanye? So here's what I want to ask you, ABO. Wow. Kanye knew this was going to be such blowback and backlash, and yet he didn't care about pissing off basically almost every black person. What do you think was behind this? Does he have that much FU money? Like, he's not going to be able to perform a concert anymore live. He really went out there like, wow, man. Now, I'm against Black Lives Matter very much, very much. But like, wow, did he go out there on this one? What do you think his motivation was? I think Kanye just does whatever he wants at this point. He doesn't really care because he was already wearing the MAGA hat right at the height of the MAGA hat being like a symbol of hatred to some people. So he already did that. He already did the whole thing, the the um, the interview on TMZ where he was talking about slavery was a choice. He already said stuff like that. So if he's not being canceled yet, if he's not been just done away with yet, they're not going to be able to do away with him. He has so much money, so much power, and so much respect. You can't really do much. I saw an interview today where um, P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, whatever you want to call him, kind of defended him on the air. So you can't really cancel Kanye West. He's kind of cancel proof because of who he is and what he's done and just how he behaves. You can't really do too much. Well, then good for him, Matt. He's totally amazing because he knew he would lose so much black support, but yet he said the right thing. If, if you're going to get mad at White Lives Matter, you're basically being a racist. Everybody that's against it is basically being a racist. So I'll let you take some other calls, but God bless Kanye West. I don't know much about his music. I don't really care about him as a rapper, but man, as an activist, he is awesome. Thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, Puff Puff went on um, the Breakfast Club and was kind of defending him a little bit. Not all the way, but more than what you would expect from most of these leftist people. He definitely, you know, kind of jumped out there and said, well, he's a free thinker, all this and that. So I was like, okay, well, hey, there you go. Sh- shout out to Puff. You know, and I, I don't call him Diddy, but I call him Puff. That's how, that's how I was introduced to Puff Daddy back when I was a young man. So that's why I'm going to know him as. Four, two, three, and a lot I'm speaking to. Hi, Mr. Logan. This is <clears throat> Brian Wallen. First time caller, glad to talk to you, sir. Well, thank you for the call. What's happening? Well, I was giving some thought to this recent controversy with uh, Herschel Walker, and I'm sure, of course, you know by now the uh, the abortion scandal and the get well soon call, et cetera. 
Yeah. And there's some things about it that don't make sense to me. Now, <clears throat> I might change my mind in days to come if more evidence was to show up, but uh, starting with the abortion card, like if you were going to write an abortion, well, not you personally, I, I mean Herschel Walker when I see you. All right. Uh, if you're going to write an abortion card, why would you ever put both your first and last name in your number on that thing? Doesn't that seem like something you'd want to keep a secret? It seems kind of strange so because why would you even do that? It's like you, the person should know who it's coming from. So why put your first, last, and number on it? I don't. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. Yeah, that's kind of like when Tiger Woods left that his actual name on his mistress's. Um, voicemail, and then and you know what happened from there. So that's yeah, that's the weird part to me. Plus, if um, it's it's odd to me also that they have the card for him saying speed recovery, get well soon, etc., but they don't have the actual woman coming forward and saying yes, Horsha Walker paid me for an abortion. Allegedly, I don't know for a fact. I'm, let me put emphasis on that. So that seems odd to me too. Yeah, it, it does. The the whole thing is is pretty strange. Hmm. But I've thought about it recently in between uh him and Raphael Warnock. Um I don't I don't like some of the allegations that come out, but I think it's a safer bet to say I still have more of support of Herschel Walker. Because I already know with Raphael Warnock that he's just going to imitate the policies and the agendas of uh, liberal Washington in the state of Georgia. And I've seen how that's worked out across the country. It's, I mean, you, I mean, like, like they say, red flight. You got people leaving to go to Florida constantly, moving out of these cities. I don't want to see that imitated. I'd rather take my chances with Herschel. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I think people think that same way, usually on the on the right. But some people, when they see some of the stuff that's coming out, they get kind of they get kind of scared. It gives them pause, and then that's a reason to maybe just not be motivated to go out there and vote, which is which is unfortunate because, like I, like you say, the alternative to Herschel Walker is not good at all. You're gonna have just left, left, left stuff in Georgia, and you don't want that. Yes. I definitely don't. I, I think that'd be disastrous here in the state of Georgia because the rural culture that we have and the um, and that Southern hospitality we're known for, and plus, I'll, I don't know how this is going to come off, but we have the people around here that do love their firearms and they do recite it um, religiously. This is for safety. This is for hunting. I will protect my family. It's kind of like that movie Full Metal Jacket this is my rifle, this is my gun, I must shoot straight, kind of like that. Yes. You know, they're dedicated to it. And I don't think the cultures of, you know, I will protect myself versus I can steal up to $1,000 a day out of your store are going to go well together. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a bad clash, very bad. So it's, it's best that he doesn't try to go down that road, or better yet, we shouldn't have the guy in office to begin with, so we can't even try to do it because it's going to be that's going to be a bad outcome if that were to happen. Hmm. I think I'm going to vote for Herschel Walker just because if if we uh, history shown us 
I feel like history shows between uh, Trump and Biden that if you make this into who's uh, a nicer, sweeter person than the other, yeah. and you're going to end up with Biden again. I'd rather have somebody that's a little bit arrogant and got things done. Exactly. I agree with you 100%. All right. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. All right. Bye. Very good call. Very good points that were made there. Shout out to him. All right, Matt, what's happening? DBL, what's going on, man? Ain't too much, man. Chilling. Good. I haven't talked to you in a while. How you been? Oh, everything's been all right, man. Can't complain at all. How about yourself? I've been busy with work and everything and getting ready for the end of the world. Okay. <laughs> uh, that guy before me seemed really nice. Yeah, I definitely vote for Herschel Walker. Um, and, you know, what I mean, like, it's kind of like on the Titanic and just being like, well, we're all going down anyway. I'm not going to look for flotation advice. Uh, uh, what did you think about Joe Biden's comments about it seems to be in vogue to say, uh, you don't need the Second Amendment because uh, we've got fighter jets. What did you think of that? Um, it was kind of threatening. Yeah. It's like, look, you guys not going to win anyway because we got nukes, we got fighter jets, you guys stand no chance. So just, ain't no point, man, just give up. Yeah, there's a lot of black pilling going on and it's working. Um, but I was thinking about what he was saying and, you know, I mean, I was in the military uh, and we trained guardsmen every week. And a lot of times when you look at who the military is right now, you know, about half of them are deployed and then the other half of them are here, but they're only in support roles. It's Biden's not the commander in chief of the national guard mm. and, and the reserve units. And they all live here and uh, the governors are anyway, the governor is the commander in chief of the reserves. And uh, they've got fighter jets and they're not just going to, I mean, they couldn't convince the, I think it was the Kentucky national guard to take the, the COVID shot, let alone the reserves. Mm. So I think, uh, I, you know, we talked about it quite a few times and there's, there's something coming down and Ron Paul was right. The warfare welfare state is in full boom. And it, that really is the way that this all plays out. Contested elections, free money, helicopter money, and then some new war like in Ukraine. And they're, they all know it, and that's what they're all noodling for. What do you think of that? So what, what's the actual question there? Do you think that there's going to be uh, a civil war or like a, uh, I call it the new New Deal, like where basically they're going to they're going to give us central bank digital currencies and they're going to bail out everybody that's trying to retire in exchange for votes. They're going to steal elections. Uh, they're going to take emergency powers. Uh, basically, there's, we're going to have new permanent emergency powers, kind of like COVID, but it's just going to be forever. We're going to to the to the point that maybe we start eating our pets like Venezuela. That's what I think is going to happen. Well, I think that. um I think that could happen on a state level, but not the whole country. I don't think that happened on the whole country. Maybe the whole thing about digital currency could happen on the whole country, of course, because that wouldn't just be a state thing. But some things they want to do will happen on the state level. California, left coast, they try to do it. But again, like you said, Kentucky, National Guard, it, it wouldn't happen everywhere. If, if it was a state. It wouldn't state, happen everywhere. Yeah. We're going to split up. Yeah. Uh, and I think, it, I think it could happen over, um, you know, what brought England back to the table was the pensioners. Like the pensions 
are so leveraged that they've they've gone and they've bought bonds on loans in order to in order to offset the uh, the, the stock market that's been kind of going down a little bit. And what that's done to them is effectively double leveraged pension programs. And you have and England's got all these public sector workers workers. I think that's going to happen here too. Even at municipal bonds. I mean, half of California's municipalities are going bankrupt because of of sweetheart pension programs. And I think when it comes right down to to debt and unfunded liabilities, I think states are basically going to say, wait a minute, we because the word austerity, when's the last time you heard the word austerity? Uh, been a while. It's been, it's going to come back and it's going to come back here. And basically all these states are going to compete for loans and they're going to try to sell bonds at, at interest rates to, to do that. And we're going to have to demonstrate that each state can be austere and one state might just split off to get a loan or not to be saddled with the, the sovereign debt of the United States and that kind of thing. We might start peeling off just for financial reasons. Mm. Uh, do you think Trump's going to run in 2024? I, I can't really call it. I think that he might, but I'm really kind of torn to, in my opinion, about if he's going to run or not. It may, it's, it's looking yeah, like it. You don't think he will? No, I, uh, I think, uh, I think he got burnt pretty bad. And, you know, when they couldn't even indict, I think it was, isn't it, was it Sussman was the lawyer that they couldn't even indict for falsifying Carter Page emails, changing yeah. yes to no. Yeah. Think the warrant. You can't even, Washington DC is 98% Democrat. There's literally, I, I feel as though it's impossible to get a jury of your peers in Washington DC that will convict or even give Trump a fair look at anything. Yeah. And, and frankly, I think that's a big part of his campaign. I mean, or or even his effectiveness as president in the United States, he'd be way more effective as Speaker of the House, um, and basically kicking off these investigations. I mean, I almost feel as though it's as likely that he'll be uh, in some capacity, like an envoy or like a Republican version of a John Kerry, uh, and he might just back someone like DeSantis. Is what I think could happen. I hope he does that. That'd be the best thing for him to do. Because if he runs as a president, that'd cause a lot of problems. If he was to kind of just have the supportive role, that'd be perfect for me. Yeah, but the 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 quick quote pro on that would have to be, man. We, I mean, how long has John Durham been at it? And uh, he can't even get a single conviction. Right. Not one. I mean, really. Uh, there. It's impossible. It, you know, the I'm on two Senate. Uh, you know, one well, one congressional and two state senate uh, advisory committees, and everybody's kind of afraid to to go big because Republicans don't play politics. They don't they don't play to win. We're all milk toast. And uh, uh, if someone like Trump can't even can't get justice or or to play the games, I mean, Ron DeSantis is is probably the only guy that I feel is is actually playing politics and in the the migrants to Martha's Vineyard. Right. Um, I mean, that was that's that's a chess move. Oh, speaking of chess, they call they're calling people pawns, and uh, I my thought on calling people pawns is that well, who's the king and queen? Uh, if there's pawns on the chessboard, who are the players? And to me, like if if you've played chess and you castle, you basically take the king and he's 
and the rook and you swap them and the king goes over to the corner of the chessboard and he's all protected by his own pawns and then he knows he's in trouble when the pawns make it down the board and start threatening him well that's martha's vineyard up there those kings and queens have rooked and and they're just upset that the the that the, the migrants have made it up that way and uh yeah i mean it's a chess game so it's it those are fair rules that's so, right exactly yeah hey man be good i i love you i love your show man and uh keep going thank you for the call man i appreciate you yeah cheers all right shout out to matt for the call good call and thank y'all for being here. As always, you guys are the best audience on the internet. It's couldn't do it without you. And the number to call is 434-658-1220. But yeah, made a lot of, made a lot of good points right there. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of years under Biden administration. And then in 2024, it's going to be a mess. The, the election time 2024 is going to be a complete mess. The midterms are being crazy because all this stuff going on. But um, 2024, oh. Starting next year, right after the midterms, you're going to have 2024 starting. 203 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ADL, hold on. Give me one second. Let me turn TV over here. So, hey, I loved your videos earlier today. They were awesome. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, I watched them all, especially the one with Kanye West. And you were saying how old oh, the gigs is up with BLM. <laughs> that's right. It's up. It's it's it's, it's over with. <laughs> that's right. But you know what's crazy, man? You actually drew the memory bank from my mind. And I actually formulated a whole list of things. I was like, yo, let me ask him, what do you think about this? Because I'm like, you're from Virginia, right? Yes. Uh, are you near uh, Charlestonville? Charlestonville? You mean Charlottesville? Yeah, yeah, Charlottesville. I, I'm not really near there, but, I, but I've, I've been there before, yeah. Is it nice? It's a nice area. Oh, yeah, it is. Nice, small town, college town, kind of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So do you remember in 2017 when they had that uh, that whole thing with uh, the Heather uh, Hayer or that run by with the car? I remember that, yeah. Yeah, right. The, so the leader was the, uh, uh, it was Unite the Right rally or something, some protest because they were doing that, you know, they were taking down the statues. Yeah, and, there, there were, there were, there were several, there were several different protests at the same time because the, the, the initial protest was students and normies that were in the area because the statue was on the, like right, right by the campus of UVA. So it was initially a protest because of that. And then, other groups came in when they heard about the protests. Right, right. But but check this. Did you see how they they tried to switch the the permit? I don't I don't know how exactly how they did it, but I guess it was in uh, litigation or something because they granted them uh, first to do it in um, the Robbie Lee E Park, but they were like, no, nah, no, nah, let's go to Emancipation uh, the Emancipation Park. I don't I don't know about that part. Well, I think that's where that whole uh, uh, the car running with uh, the Heather Hayer happened. And what I found interesting, because I remember watching videos and reading some articles, they had um, 
they had placed the police um, in almost like a U, like a cul-de-sac uh, in front of the park. So the the protesters or, well, let's say the, the people that were like Kessler, I believe his name was, um, the protesters for the statues, uh, they couldn't get out. Okay. And so I, I don't know, like, and I remember, yo, they had, um, did you know, like, a, a SWAT helicopter with two um, officers, like, crashed on that day? Um, I think so, but I don't really remember. Yeah, like, it, it, some, something happened. Like, it was, like, almost, like, 20 minutes after that car crash, like, a SWAT helicopter crashed. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. And then you had, and then, and I think the people that you were saying that that were coming in were actually, um, they were bussed in because um, they had a uh, they had photographs and some videos of these people coming out with like BLM, uh, Antifa, and like even KKK shirts coming out, and I think those are the people that went and attacked. Okay. Or the counter. I don't know. But I just, I find it very strange that all those things would happen simultaneously. I was like, what? But with that video, it just, it brought me back, man, where I was watching today from you. I was like, oh my goodness, this all makes sense. And then, and then, you know what? They also had, um, they came back like three days later after the protest. Well, not because they were probably already there. They were bused there, and they were um, chanting, uh, um, "George Soros, give us our money!" And they showed like clippings of, um, uh, like I don't know if Craigslist was still out at the time, but one of these ads or whatever, where it was like talking about not necessarily inherently to George Soros, um, but it was saying like fifteen dollars if you come in uh, counter protest. Uh, this unite the rally. Yeah, I don't remember all the details. It's been a long time. Yeah, I know, but that's the grift. The grift is the globalist trying to get civil. You know what I'm. You know what I'm saying? It's. I don't know, man. I don't know how to put it. I wish I had. I lost all my bulletins and questions that I wanted to ask him. I'm like, yo, he's from around there. You, I'm sure you would know a little bit. You got to look at definitely the, I definitely, sorry about that. I, I definitely um, looked up a few articles and I remember I was like, I saw that there was a helicopter crash roughly like 20 minutes before, or I mean, after the uh, Heather Hayer, uh, like where the guy was plowing through the. Right. Uh, I got you. The, yeah. 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 And then, and then check this out. Another thing that, came to my remembrance was um, I went and looked to see at the, um, the streets and see how they conjoined, like, like where the protest was happening and where the riots happening. And it was almost like parallel to where the, that vehicle was running, barreling down the road. And on Google Maps, they actually changed stuff. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, they, they did. I mean, I'm, I'm going to cut you right here, but I got a lot of calls and I got to get to you. Thank you for your call, man. I appreciate you. No problem, bro. All right, now. Nah, take care. All right, shout out to my man for the call. Appreciate him. Let's go to 
254 Online. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL. It's Jeff from Centerville, Texas. How you doing tonight, brother? Everything's all right about yourself. Oh, hanging in there. I spoke with you a couple months ago about Hunter and his gun deal. Only lied on that form. But uh, anyway, I want to ask you about tonight. I was watching a thing on YouTube today earlier. But I don't watch TV anymore. I haven't watched TV in like seven or years. I just watch YouTube. And luckily, I get notifications when you come on there, and I'll stop what I'm doing. I'll switch Robert or whatever, you're, whatever you've got showing. But uh, I appreciate that. anyway, this program I was watching today, he was talking about last Friday that San Francisco had a flag raising ceremony for the Chinese flag. Have you heard about that? No, I've not heard about that. Yeah. Well, they raised a flag over City Hall in San Francisco to celebrate 73 years of communism in China. Oh, interesting. Hmm. And, you know, my, my thoughts on that is China supports Russia. And we're sending money to Ukraine that Russia's fighting. Yet we're going to throw their flag up over a, a building here in the United States. Right. That's just kind of a double standard to me. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. The whole thing with Russia doesn't make any sense. The whole Ukraine thing, it doesn't make any sense. We shouldn't be involved at all with that. No, not not at all. It's not our business. That's their business. There's already enough corruption over there to begin with without us getting involved in it. That's right. But, you know, it seems like the left, they, they do everything they can for, to provoke people every day, and it's just getting worse by the day. That's right. And it, it's, it's like I don't see any end in sight. I mean, every day I wake up, and it's just something new and bizarre, you know, on on YouTube coming up and, and I have a lot of sources I can check and double check and verify things and they're all true. And it's like the lunacy is just rampant right now. Right. So anyway, I don't want to tie you up, but I just want to know if you'd have heard about them raising a Chinese flag over here in San Francisco. I gotta check it out. I've not seen that, but that's really interesting and really crazy. Pretty scary too, but not surprising. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it doesn't surprise me either. But anyway, I enjoy talking with you, brother. I love you, and have a great show. Thank you for your call, man. I appreciate you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's that's totally crazy. But, again, you can't, you can't be surprised at stuff like that because, it, you know, it's current year, and these things are just happening now. Yeah, I'm kind of like, it's like these things, it's, it's, it's crazy. That's all I can really say is that it's crazy. That, that's probably the best word that I have right now is that it's just, it's just really wild right now. All right. Uh, what's this? Uh, no, no, no low King. What's going on? Hey man, how's it going? It's all good, man. What's happening? It's good. A lot is going on. Hey, ABL. I just want to thank you, man, for recommending that woman King movie. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I just got back from watching it and what happened was there was a moment where, I thought maybe they zoomed in on one of the characters because the entire screen was just black, man. <laughs> so as as a result, I, I'm not going to show you the barcode, right? I don't want people online. I got three passes, man. 
Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm really ha- yeah, thanks a lot, <laughs> man. You really helped me out with that. The movie itself, in all honesty, wasn't really that great. It was kind of like, uh, I don't know. I wasn't really into it. Okay. I, I didn't I didn't connect. I don't know if you've seen Apocalypto. I've not seen that, but I've heard about it was kind of like that, maybe. Yeah, you, you need to check that movie out. Like, that, that movie is very well done. Um, like, my wife's Mexican, so she got me to watch that, and I really liked it. And also, speaking of Mexico, I was there for about uh, for about a couple about a month, right? Yeah, I was there for a month, and even the Mexicans are tired of all this like uh, transgender stuff, man. Because we were, you know, how they have they have they're all like about the family unit and stuff, but they're really trying to push the LGBT stuff on them, and people are actually rebelling. Like I, I was surprised by that. Oh wow, yeah. I mean, the the West is not the th- things we do over here in, in America. And, you know, Canada and stuff like that, it's not the same way all over the world. You know that. So Mexico, of course, yeah. it might be the same way. Yeah. And even even like uh, my wife and I, we're just getting fed up off it, um, off Ontario. Like we want to move out because we it's, it's just nuts. I don't know if you saw that guy with the with the prosthetic breasts in the in the shop class. And yeah, actually, there was actually a debate about that. Come on. You, you, what was it? Was that was, getting... was that was that like near your area in Canada? Bro, it's, I used to I used to work close to that area like i'm very familiar so that's why i'm saying like things are just getting really out of control and we're just gonna move like we're still gonna stay in canada because u.s i don't know what's going on (laughs) with you guys there but we're really we're because seriously we're really thinking about like is this really like a good place for a family and i know it's it's what you do in the house but still the environment like the curriculum that they're trying to push is it's nuts man and i hope you guys get your stuff uh, sorted out in the U.S. because my my stocks are taking a hit, man. Like you, yeah. I don't know if you have any say or if there's anyone you can talk to because I'm crying, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wish I did because my stocks are also <laughs> taking a hit. So I wish I did. Yeah, man. But I, I know I haven't been um, calling in or as engaged, but I do watch your videos and I thank you very much. I know you probably got a lot of heat for reviewing Woman King, but you are very fair. And the reason I checked it out was because of what you had to say. Like, I thought it was just going to be that SJW thing, all women power. But they were still accurate. She wasn't actually the queen or anything. She was just a, a soldier in a unit. And they made it very clear that the king... Because I, I can't stand that when they make movies about... You know I was born in Zimbabwe, right? When they make yeah. stuff about Africa and then they, they like, you know, at, like Coming to America. That was one of my favorite movies. And the sequel was just so pathetic man right it didn't have the heart and the soul as the first one so i really appreciate you being fair and balanced right and i'm sure a lot of people have disagreed with you but i think people should just it really taught me that you should check these things out right really see it for yourself and make a judgment there absolutely 100 percent. That, that yeah. was my that was my whole point it's like just watch it for yourself <laughs> because you might see something different than what somebody else says make your own opinion yeah man but but as always man it was it was great talking to you um you got my wife saying, how about that? Like, she, she, she loves when you say that. <laughs> but, man, thanks. We got the free passes. So we're going to check out more movies. And I wish you the best, man. Thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. All right. Peace. All right. Shout out No Little King. Yeah. Uh, so that, that was my whole thing about um, the movie. It's like, just check it out for yourself. Because a lot of times, what I was seeing on the internet, as far as the reviews and the impressions and whatnot, it wasn't really accurate to what the movie was. The movie was okay. Like I said, it wasn't like some kind of Oscar worthy thing. It was kind of formulaic. It wasn't like this fantastic movie, but it was much better than what I thought. I thought it was going to be super woke and SJW, but it wasn't that way. It just wasn't. But I thought it was going to be, I had 
low expectations, and I was surprised. That's all. You know, I, I just do things like that. I was like, man, let's go check it out. Let's go watch it. Now, what I'm not going to go check out is that bro stuff because I'm not trying to see dudes in the, you know, bumping beards and whatnot. That's not really my cup of tea. You know, but an action movie, okay, I'll go check that out and see if it sucks or not. So that's kind of what I'm into. All right, the number to call, 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Let's go to 909. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? This is uh, Steven. All righty. What's happening? Oh, I'm just down here in Florida. Um, I went through uh, Ian in a uh, RV. Oh, wow. How, how was that experience? Well, I was quite a ways inland, um, around about Claremont, and uh, it was a lot of wind, but uh, we actually only got like a little over eight inches of rain. Oh, that's not bad. Were, were you on high ground at all? Yeah, we're. Uh, I'm actually out here close to a place called Howie in the Hills, uh. and uh, and I felt lucky, and I was kind of like colluding with my neighbors and they were saying we're probably the safest in the place uh safest in the state because we're in the hills <laughs> yeah absolutely right yeah so we didn't we didn't get any flooding and we anyway made it through it so well, that's good glad, glad you made it yeah hey uh i was um wanting to get your take on uh this uh ukraine thing um I'm kind of feeling like that if we speak out against Ukraine, whether you're MAGA or or whatever your whatever your political views are, that we are viewed as traitors, and it kind of it kind of harkens back to uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt, where the Japanese were rounded up and put in concentration camps. Yeah. I mean, so you think that that could be the the whole thing about trying to label quote unquote MAGA supporters or whatever, trying to put that label on us and then round us up. Is that kind of like the thought process? Right, right, right. Well, yeah. And I was wondering what you kind of think going forward from here, you know, it's, it's kind of seeming like it's already, you know, especially after um, Biden's, you know, red day speech that he gave, you know, MAGA Republicans are the, the worst thing, you know, they're a threat to democracy and da da da. So kind of wonder what you what your take is on that. Well, what I think is that what he was saying was more of a political thing, just trying to make us be the enemy for midterms. It's like, OK, we're going to go out there and fight against MAGA Republicans. I've seen ads with him talking like that, where it's like a fundraiser ad of him talking that way. So that's probably for that reason. But as far as trying to run us up and put in state camps, one thing that we have that they did not have during a concentration camp with the, with the Japanese. And, you know, one thing that we have is there are guns. You know, a lot of us quote unquote MAGA supporters have our weapons. So to just round us up, I'm not sure how that's really going to work when you're talking to people that have arms and they can defend themselves. So I don't really see that going too well. Um, I think it's more of a political thing to make us be the enemy so they can vote against us. All I got to do is just say the magic word, MAGA, uh, extremists, and people that are trained will just kind of like clap like seals and do as told whenever they hear that magic word. Mm. Yeah, and and 
one of the one of the I read a couple of articles up on it um, in the past few days, and uh, I one of the things that was noted in one of the articles was that the Japanese voluntarily gave up their weapons that they had uh, leading up to their internment. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you can't do that. And they're trying to get us to do that over here. They're trying to get us to um, do the, the whole gun buyback thing. They're trying to make that happen. But I think people are starting, well, not starting. I think people realize that, you got to have your weapons. We see what's going on around us. We see the government encroachment upon our lives. So we got to have our weapons to defend ourselves from not only the federal, federal rallies, federal government, local government, state government, but also just regular citizens that can mean us harm. So I think we know better than do that now, considering how, what history has taught us and things we see every day around us. Right. Yeah. And, and history has told us, you know, <laughs> that a, weak unarmed population is you know dead is prey so uh That's right. but yeah i just i just wanted to point that out about uh i i think i i see some kind of i see some kind of correlation here between what the democrats are doing now oh and by the way franklin d roosevelt fdr was a democrat who uh sent the japanese to the internment camps. So there's a lot of correlations I see. Right on. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I just wanted to point that out. So thanks ABL. Love your show. Thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. Okay. Thank you. All right. Shout out to the callers. 773 in the line I'm speaking to. ABL, it's your uh, Chicago, retired Chicago police officer friend. How are you? Everything's all right. Can't complain. It's good. Uh, if, you know, that thing about uh, San Francisco raising the Chinese flag, uh, I looked and here's a small quote. The hoisting of the Chinese flag was a heartfelt expression of friendship. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah, a heartfelt expression of friendship. Uh, you know, what I think is that the left, some of the left, just really has rose-colored glasses on and wants to go towards communism and socialism. But what they don't understand is that, oh, life is okay in communism as long as you're part of the elite. It always was like that. You have yours, that's fine. But the masses live in, you know, quote unquote, the projects and are limited with what they can buy, how much butter they can have and how much things they can have. And, you know, the left thinks that's, uh, you know, that's just fine, fine and dandy. But, you know, I mean, the reality is it's not going to work and then you're in trouble. I mean, I don't want to see that happen. But what are you doing? You know, what are you doing here? And, And you know what? It falls right into your video of uh, uh, Kanye uh, West uh, and Candace Owens, you know, they can wear what they want on their shirt. It's, an ex- you know, freedom of expression and freedom of, of, of speech. That is really the point. Freedom of speech is, is gone in this country now. Unless you agree with what I'm saying, you don't have a right to talk. Why? Because I feel threatened. You know how many times I've heard that? I feel threatened. I feel threatened. You're talking to me. 
well, I'm, you know, sorry that you feel threatened, but I'm just, I'm just speaking to you. And here's the situation. You know, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. I don't know. I mean, I don't know why they get away with that. That's the problem. Why are they getting away with being able to say, stop your speech by saying, well, I feel threatened. You're, it's threatening. I mean, it's ridiculous. We, we need to get away from, from all that. And one last thing, ABL. You know, obviously, after 24 years as a Chicago policeman, I still have lifelong friends that are still in the police department. And a lot of them are dreading what's going to happen January 1st, which is, as you know, you know, uh, these uh, this no bond thing, you know, no bond for, for second degree murder, no bond for aggravated DUI, no bond for this, no bond for kidnapping. I mean, are you kidding me? That means a lot of the nonsense that goes on. You make the arrest. They are under arrest and they get fingerprinted in the photograph, but then they are let go. They will probably, depending on what time of the day or night that they're arrested, they'll probably be home before your shift is over. I've had that happen to me before, ABL. I arrested somebody for a domestic. I brought him into the station. Before the end of the night was done, I was back over there arresting him again. It's, it's a ridiculous, ridiculous thing. And a lot of the police, and as you know, I know the police intimately, a lot of them are just laying down. I'm going to do my job, but I'm not going to be proactive. You have to go to your calls. When you get a 911 call, call and you're dispatched by the dispatcher, you must go to that call. But a lot of police work happened because you're driving around. You see someone suspicious. You see this, someone sitting in the car. Next thing you know, you got a carload of, of this or that. You, you know, a lot of it is proactive policing, but it doesn't, it, it's not happening now. I'm going to go to my calls and I'm going to put the blinders on. I'm not going to see the streets the way policemen see the streets because the next thing I do might get me in trouble. And a lot of these young guys that are the police, they're all gung-ho to play cops and robbers, which is a fun thing. It is. It's fun. I had fun when I was young being the police, playing cops and robbers, chasing the robber around. But soon they found out after the first lawsuit or after they, you know, get their uh, fingers, uh, I'll be nice about it, get their fingers caught in the ringer. And suddenly they take your badge and gun away from you while you're being, you know, have, you know waiting for a hearing. They put you in callback. Callback is the 311 non-emergency line. When you call 311, a lot of times those are policemen that are in trouble. That it hasn't gone through this process yet but they sit there and answer the phone. So the city gets their money out of you working, but you're not on the street with the resting powers or a weapon. So you're waiting for your case to come to trial. Someone, you know, something has happened and you're in trouble, but not enough to be fired. So, you know, they're all of a sudden they're in callback, taking three one one calls or, or they're in a lawsuit. And after those policemen get through that process, the stressful process of that, and they're vindicated, well, they're, they're not as effective. They're not so quick to go running after things. They're not so quick to go back up other coppers because I don't want to get involved in, in your 911 call. You know, as policemen, you get a call on your beat, I get a call on my beat, and if I'm not doing anything, I'll back you up. But sometimes when I back you up, 
Now it goes bad, and suddenly I'm caught into this net, you know, where we're all being sued. Now, maybe I didn't do anything and I'm on the perimeter, but yet I'm being sued too. And once you go through that process, I've been sued before, you know, and I had every right. I, I, I was vindicated from that because the guy was trying to fight me. I had every right to punch him back and put handcuffs on him. I don't have to sit there and let him, you know, attack me until he takes my gun away. But the thing is, I was sued personally for $80,000 at the time. And that was 15 years ago. You know, that's a lot of money. And you're worried about it, even though you know you did the right thing. So once that happens, poppers stop doing stuff. They stop being proactive and the criminal starts to take over. And it's a sad thing when that happens, ABL, because it makes society dangerous. You have to have a government that stands behind you. You know what? If we had a mayor run for mayor, somebody that ran for mayor, and all they have to say is Chicago is too dangerous. It's more dangerous than Afghanistan. And the good citizens of Chicago shouldn't have to put up with this. We are going to be tough on criminals. And if you're a criminal, we're giving you a chance to stop your behavior and not go into criminal life. If you're a, if you're a, a career criminal, believe me, you are going to be caught and prosecuted and, and a free ride is over. But instead, it's going the opposite direction. Oh, you get caught with something and they let you out the, the same day or the next day. You know, and you can do your crimes over and over again. It's a sad state what's happening in our country, the ABL, and I'm worried about it. Anyway, thanks for taking my call and participating, and uh, great job as always, ABL, and I'll talk to you later. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Wow, good call. Very good call. Absolutely. And you guys are the best audience anywhere on the Internet, so I got a little bit of time left for a few more calls. Number to call, 434-658-1220. Five five nine on the line. Who am I speaking to? Oh wow! My, uh, this is Daniel Knoll. All righty, what's happening? Is this Mr. Logan? Yes, it is. Hey, thank you. Hey, hey, it's a it's a, it's a pleasure to talk to you, man. Uh, here, let me run this by you real quick, and hopefully, I don't sound like an idiot doing it. But uh, but uh, you know, with the last election or with Trump's first term. Like, I know he, he, he gained so much of the black vote, right? Because they couldn't afford to lose no more than 15% of that black vote. And I know he did with what, you know, with all his, uh, with his policy, right? Now, uh, now, here's what I'm saying with his up-and-coming election coming up. And this is how black, black Americans, right, can actually save this country because you know what's on the line right now. And if we can get, the, you know, the black, Ameri- the black vote to, to lead that party, of course, right, easier said than done. But, you know, I mean, they can actually get credit for saving the country. What do you think? Um, I think that could definitely be something that would work, which is why the Democratic Party are so gung-ho on not losing the black vote. Right, right. They get tired of the insults, you know, trying to talk about voter ID. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what do you mean? You know what I mean? It's like insulting black people. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, we need to wake these people up, these sheep out here. Because they don't know that, you know, it's pissing them to get rained on. So, you know, and like I said, if we could get, you know, a lot more people to leave, because you know they're going to try to cheat. So we need, a, you know, like a huge mass of, you know, an exodus. And, you know what I mean? And in the future, you know what I mean? That's where the black, uh, the Nubian brothers and sisters can get credit for saving the country. What do you, you know what I'm saying? I hear you, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. I just wanted to run that by because I know you got a platform. 
you know, and I'm just, uh, you know, just a proud American over here trying to plant my seeds. And, uh, but anyways, that's all, that's all I got. Thank you for the call, man. I definitely appreciate you. Right on. All right. Have a good day. God bless. Bye-bye. Shout out to the caller. Yeah, he has a good point. This is why Stacey Abrams and that squad over there, they, they're really, really gung-ho. Like, they're trying to keep that black vote above 90%. If it goes 85%, they got a problem. 918, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, what's up, ABO? Straight B. Scratch from Oklahoma. How you doing, buddy? Everything's all good, man. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Well, I, I missed the first half of your show. I was out doing some business, and uh, I'm not sure what all you talked about, but I wanted to bring up um, Elon Musk again. The fact that now he's pretty much committed to buying Twitter, just flat out buying the whole the whole thing. I think he is on a troll level just as good as Trump was because when he bought all those shares became the major shareholder and was threatening to buy the whole company, he's like, well, I want to know how many bots are on here. Yeah. You know, and yeah, so he, he put them all in pressure, you know. And then he's like, well, I'm going to hold off for a little bit. But now, a month before the midterms, he's like, yeah, I'm going to buy it. So, I, mean, I think that was a perfect move on his part, honestly. I mean, because, yeah, there's so many bots on there. I mean, I don't use it, honestly. I don't use any social media. But, yeah, he pretty much, he had them right where he wants them. So... That's going to be pretty cool. Hell, I, I might even join it once he takes over. You know, right? Hey, I mean, we'll we'll see mm-hmm. how that goes. I mean, I, I'm I'm interested to see if he actually takes if he actually takes it or if it's just like a troll method or what's going on. Yeah, well, I think he's I, I think he's honestly a really straight up dude. You know, I think you know, I mean, he doesn't want to see the election get manipulated again like it has before. And I think that's what he's doing. I think that'll help out a lot, honestly, in the midterms and in 2024, if we can have a good, clean platform that's not putting out fake propaganda, you know. Right. But yeah, so I thought that was thought that was pretty funny. Um, but anyway, I, last time I talked to you, I was talking about climate change, uh, global warming, and all that stuff. And man, I was against it, but now I'm changing my mind, dude, because here in Oklahoma, we had a hot summer. It was in the hundreds for like two or three months in a row. But now that it's October, the temperature's going down. We've been getting down to the 70s and even down to the 40s overnight. The climate's changing, man. (laughs) (laughs) Those pesky seasons. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're going into fall. Yeah, the climate's changing. Very good, John Kerry down here. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, um, that dude earlier was said uh, coming to America too. Yeah, he's right. That movie sucked. I mean, you you can't follow up with the original. The original is a classic. Yeah, they they shouldn't have even bothered with with a sequel to it. Right on. Yeah, but 
I'll leave it at that. Love you, man. Great show. And I'll just sit back and listen. Thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. All right. Later, dude. All right. Shout out to the call. Good call. And you guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. Couldn't do it without you. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up if you've not done so. Also, if you're not subscribed to the channel, please do so as well. And this is a podcast you're listening to right now. And this audio will be available on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether that be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, Apple, iTunes, etc. Links for that will be in the description box or just go to your favorite audio streaming platform and search ABL Live. I should pop right on up. 318, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL, this is William from Louisiana. How are you? It's all good, man. What's happening? I'm good. Did you hear about uh, our mayor in New Orleans? Um, I don't think I did. What happened? Well, basically, her name is Latoya, I think, uh, Andrea. But basically, she's a Democrat, of course. But she basically, New Orleans is basically filled with crime, like slaves with crime. But she basically, she's under fire right now because she spent $30,000 on first-class international flight upgrades over the summer. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, and not to mention, she's living rent-free in a city, a pricey city-owned apartment. I mean, at a certain point, that's just like, it's just greed, ain't it? It's like, why, why do that? Yeah, not to mention, she's... Uh, in the apartment, the two bedroom, two bathroom, and the unit has a fair market value of nearly three thousand dollars a month. Wow. Yeah, they had about six hundred hours worth more than six hundred hours worth of surveillance footage, and they called her basically staying at the apartment every day for over twenty six day period, basically staying for hours at a time, sometimes overnight. So basically. And then she's talking about that she had to she didn't have to pay the money back. But then they did an investigation on her and they basically and they basically said, Yeah, you do gotta pay that money back since you're a city employee. Right. But another thing I want to talk to you about is when Joe went to Florida, I said I knew the first thing Joe was gonna talk about was climate change. <laughs> of course. I said, this man can't remember a dead woman, but all of a sudden he's an expert on climate change. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, they, he'll he'll pretty much say whatever they put in front of him, and then when he goes off script, that's when that's when the real joke comes out. And that was the whole thing about you know asking for that dead lady. That's off script. That wasn't in the that wasn't in the program. But then when the whole climate change thing, that was right there in the script. We just read from the paper. He doesn't even really believe or know what he's talking about. If you were to ask him about that, he wouldn't have anything to follow up because there would be nothing on the script. True. And one last thing, and I'll let you go. But when I saw that campaign ad from John Candy, I was crying. Like, I had never seen anything like that before. <laughs> and when and when a lot of, when all those people got mad, I was like, what did he, what did he say was untrue? Right, exactly. I mean, people, it was crazy because they were trying to say the term crackhead is racist, but how is that racist? I mean, do only black people smoke crack? Because for all, my whole life, I saw mostly white and black. 
crackheads together, working as a team. I saw a video on Twitter the other day of a white and black crackhead couple singing some songs. I'm like, that's what I'm used to seeing. So it was never, it was never no race thing. That's crazy. For somebody to think it's a race thing, that lets me know they kind of think badly about themselves. They think that they're only the ones that are crackheads. It was crazy. What he said was 100% correct, not racist, just accurate. Exactly. And I find it so funny that a lot of people such a crackhead over the police. I say, why would you say something that stupid? I said, don't you know if we didn't have cops in this world, this world, this, this basically would be like the movie, be like the movie The Purge. Like, we need cops. Like, yeah, of course it's bad cops, but that shouldn't overweight. Like, that, like, that shouldn't be the overall like opinion over the good cops too. Like we need cops. Like we can't live in the world without cops. Right, exactly. Brett, uh thank you for taking my call. Hope you have a good night. Thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you too. All right, yeah, shout out to the caller. Good call. Very good call. And thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best. Couldn't do it without you. And if you like what you're hearing Oh, I'm pretty much, I'm at, I'm at the end of the show. I got time for one more call. All right, 929, you're on line. I'm speaking to Oh, Anthony, how are you doing? Hey, it's all good, man. What's happening? Oh, yes. Um, I want to talk about our Republican uh, politicians. I mean, the one who is not a rhino. I mean, why? Why there is no news about none of them talk about uh, a monster a monster terrorist who is a demon god voter, uh, just killed uh yes just just killed a ma maga teen Republican. I believe it is one week ago, isn't it? Okay, it, it was what now? Oh, uh, do you remember the news about a uh, uh, demon god that terrorist uh, killed a uh, Republican teen? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 He was a guy that um ran him over up there. I think it might have been in Montana or North Dakota somewhere. Uh, yes, in North the, the Dakota, right? Uh, he just released by by belt with only five five thousand dollars and, and where are the the republicans where well what, what can you do you know uh, that's that's the uh, no that's 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 part of the whole thing about the soft on crime and the 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 soft bail policies that a lot of people are against uh, uh yes i am get it but it is a terror but it is a terrorist attack right now, committed by the demon god and caused by the Trump branding. So, so where the useless Republican right right now, especially the the Republican body in the North Dakota state. I mean, none of them speak out about it. Well, I mean, I think people are speaking out about it when they talk about the the loose bail laws that are all over the country. That kind of falls into it because that was the whole thing was loose bail law. 
Let let's talk about something else. <laughs> okay. So, governor then got the sentence. <laughs> he he sent bunch of illegal immigrant. No, oh, I mean bunch of illegal alien to the no city of the Democrat. So, what do you think of that? Uh, is it a good idea? You talking about the um the Martha's Vineyard thing? Uh, the gone the center. He's saying illegal alien to until uh, the Nordic state of the Democrat. Well, I think so it's, do you think it is? Is it a good thing to do it? Yes, it is a good thing because it makes them have to do with the problem rather than making us do with it, where they have no responsibility. They could just say, "Okay, come, come one, come all. All legal aliens come to Texas and then come into the country just whenever they want." But then when they had to do with it on their own front door. It's a little bit different, and all of a sudden they want to do reforms and talk about uh, ways to stop illegal immigration when it happens to them. But when they don't see it, it's a little bit different. Okay, but but I mean, I believe it is possible for Governor Gonte Center to send them back to the the Mexico because if you look at the map, right, the Florida state. And oh yes, and the bottom tail of the Mexico country, I believe that that he can send those illegal, those illegal aliens by by ship, send them to to the bottom of the Mexico. Well, I mean, Do you get it. He, he can't. He can't. You can't. You can't deport illegal aliens out of the country if you're the governor. That's a, that's a federal government that does that. That's that's why you have ICE and stuff like that. Uh, but he can, but he can declare not no, but he can declare the state emergencies though. Yeah, he can do that, but he still can't deport out of the country if you're not the federal government. I wait. Is it really? Huh? I mean, the state governor do have the power to deport them. Nah, you can't. You can't deport if you're the governor. That's that's ICE that does that. ICE and DHS, all of that. They, but you can't deport if you're the governor. You can you can resettle as part of the federal program, maybe I think, but you can't actually deport out of the country. Right. I mean, I. I believe the state governor can do because no. if I remember it, I mean the oh yes, the Republican candidate who run for Arizona governor uh, endorsed by Donald Trump. Uh, what her name again? Carrie Lake. Yes, Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake say if she become governor, uh, she as oh yes. She will declare the the state border emergency and to to kick them back to Mexico. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think maybe you can. If you're talking about being able to have border security, it's a little bit different. I'm not sure how that's really going to work. But deportation is specifically a federal government thing. But thank you for the call. I'm at the end of the show. I appreciate you for calling, man. As always. Oh, oh, have a good day. Let go, Brandon, and the salt must flow. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. All right. Shout out to the caller. But that'll be a wrap for me. Thank you all for being here. 
Uh, couldn't do it without you. If you're not done so yet, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Um, I'll be back here live again on Saturday, of course. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So right around 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and I'm here pretty much every day throughout the week, except for Sunday, putting out live content. Not live content, but pre-recorded videos. Um, I got super chats on deck. I'm read those rest of those right quick. And then I put the bow on the top. Thank you all again for being here. You guys are the best. Couldn't do it without your shout out to the mods for keeping them trolls and the bots and whatnot in check. I've been seeing y'all doing y'all thing. I appreciate you guys for your work. Um, let's go to the super chats here. Let me see. Thank you to Silas who says Kanye may be aware BLM is a pro matriarchy anti-man. There you go. Thank you to Lee Rhodes for becoming a member. Thank you to A Apron who says lives matter, period. Splitting hairs is bald, splitting hairs bald head. Uh, thank you to Corn Pop who says hello. Thank you to, to Lula Rose who says loving the show. Thank you to Tallulah Rose again who says, come on, folks, let's show some love, at least buy the man a cup of coffee. Thank you to your mother was a hamster for the emoji donation. Thank you to 007 girl who says, you are amazing. I appreciate you for that. And that will be a wrap. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.